everyone, welcome to Ultimate Awesomeness po- Podcast. This is me here, Stephen, and my co-host Zach, and we're Hi. we're back. And I hope I hope you guys enjoy the show. So we need to get started. We need to start with the comic book news. And apparently, for some reason, this week has a lot of comic book news to get through. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it has been a busy week. <laughs> and even more came, news came on Friday, but I'll start doing that next week because uh, that's a little too much for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, I mean that, yeah, I'll, start, I'll do that next week, the, the, the news. I mean, some of the news that came out today, whatever. Um, so, yeah. And we're gonna start talking about comic, the the comic books that we have read for for a week after the yeah. news. That's pretty much it. So like it. the next, I mean, the news that we're gonna talk about today right now is a uh, Lex Luthor one shot. Mm. Yeah, apparently there's a Lex Luthor one shot called Year of the Villain, which focuses on Lex Luthor and. Okay. Yeah, it says, um, what is it? Yeah, Apex Lex has made his offer to the villains of the DC Universe, but this has a superpowered evil genius guy and what he truly desires. The most deadly predator in the multiverse has set out to answer that question by seeking out his counterparts on the other Earths. Will, will this meeting of the Luthers be the greatest team of an all creation or end in a bloodbath? So... I don't know what to. F- <laughs> I don't know how to feel about this because uh, I've been reading Justice League and uh, I like what's going on there sometimes, but then there's I really don't like the direction of Lex Luthor in that book. Yeah. And they just turn him into a one-dimensional villain. I just I just don't understand why he ends up killing himself and become this weird evil Lex Luthor and. I don't know what's the whole purpose of it. I just... It's a little bit underdeveloped. Yeah, it really is underdeveloped. <laughs> Who, who's writing this, this run? Um, Scott Snyder's writing this run with... Um, yeah, he's he's always changing the artist for some reason okay. in the book. So, yeah. But the one shot is, is going to be written by Jason Latour and Brian Hitch. Okay. I'll see how that goes. I don't know. All right, the next news is is Life who talks about a yeah, there's a potential crossover with Image Comics. That'd be cool. Be yeah, cool. I'm not sure they're gonna actually do it, but uh, and they've been probably won't be good. But <laughs> I'm down for it anyway. I want to say it. <laughs> it looks like they were in, they've been talking about it but nothing's been confirmed about the crossover they've just been talking about it that's about it okay yeah so i guess they haven't made a decision yet but they're looking to make (laughs) yeah so it looks like they can make i would like to have this crossover i wouldn't mind having the image um i'm not sure which image characters are going to talk about they talk about the crossover but I'm assuming it would probably be Darkness and Witchblade and Spawn 
or something like that. Crossover with Batman, with DC characters, or Justice League. I think that'd be interesting to have that. It'd be cool. I'd like to see the dynamic. Dynamic between all the different, all the different peeps. Yeah. Yeah, it probably won't be good. Well, because Rob Life... (laughs) I'm not sure Rob Life was going to write it, but he was talking to them about it. Okay. Let's let's wait and see if it happens. Yeah, I'm just waiting to see if it happens. (laughs) Now there's uh, news about Ultron returning Iron Man comic books. Right. Yeah, I heard... There was, like, an update on this news that, uh... That uh, Machine Man is gonna have something to do with Ultron. Like I think he's gonna be taking over. Like there was an updated news earlier that Machine Machine Man gets controlled by Ultron, and they have some Ultron agenda going on. And apparently he's gonna, I guess, appear in Iron Man comic books, which is I don't know how to feel about it. Uh, <laughs> the one that's coming out now? No, not really. The Dan Slot one. Okay. The one that I recommend is the Matt Fraction run. It's called Invisible Iron Man. Matt Fraction. That's one of the best runs for uh for Iron Man. For me at least. Oh, uh, that's fair. I haven't been liking Iron Man since he left. <laughs> I didn't like the Brian Michael Bendis run. I didn't like, uh, what was that other one? Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> I know it was a run before Michael, Brian Michael Bendis. But, uh, yeah, I just don't know. And I don't like the idea of Machine Man being a villain. I just don't understand that one because yeah. he was actually a hero and now all of a sudden... He's was acting like a douchebag to Jacosta, and that was just not. That's what made me lose interest in the book, and I don't like the idea of War Ma- um, James Rhodey not being War Machine because apparently he's scared to be in the in the suit again. Like what? it's just some weird shit going on because he I, Tony Stark did some like bio bio um. It's like biology engineering and recreated his body and James Rhodey's body. Right. <laughs> yeah, and for some reason, since I, um, Tony Stark is not a good expert on biology engineering, he fucked up somehow. And for some reason, he's not the same person he thinks he is. Like something is wrong with him and James Rhodey. And that's fitting the story of the book. I just don't like it. There's some, there's some weird stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose. <laughs> people, just people struggle to write Iron Man in general a lot of the time. Yeah, because he's like a very flawed character. He's very... Yeah. He's... A Playboy millionaire, and he gets into alcohol problems, and yeah, he's. I think, I don't know. Maybe writers have trouble writing flawed characters. I don't know, but every character is flawed. I don't know. 
maybe Iron Man. They probably also try to make it link to the movies a little bit too much sometimes. Yeah. And go that maybe that's what people want, so they sort of change him because movie Iron Man's very different. Yeah, he's he's very. I like the way uh, Iron Man is done in the movies. He's he's really enjoyable there. I really liked his flawed character there. And uh, so now the there's another news with Dal H for Hero. Okay. And Wonder Twins is extended to 12 issues because they were a six issue miniseries, and I. Apparently they have been selling well, so they decided to increase it to 12 issues. That's good. Have you been reading it? I did read it, but I'm not sure I like the the books either. But some, if things people like it, that's fine for them. But I just I don't think it really is for me. Alright. Well, then I suppose it's good for those people that it's been extended. Yeah. Because. Cool. <laughs> I've been reading it, like, it just, I don't know, I don't like, it's just weird that the Wonder Twins came from a utopia alien world and they decided to just be superheroes somewhere else and be interns for the Justice League. I just, I just hate when (laughs) comic writers make it seem like, oh, other planets in the world are having a utopia while Earth is the only one that's shit. Yeah. It's well, like, no, stop. Earth is kind of shit when you think about it. I know, but I'm pretty but sure. I'm sure there's other planets that are also pretty shit. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Earth is the only one. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And the Dollage for Heroes, it was dealing with a kid that has, like, some. It was a, it was a phone dial thing, they become. You dial, you become a superhero with a dial of the freaking telephone. So yeah, and apparently someone steals it because he doesn't want to be a hero and he didn't, he doesn't think he deserves it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a child, kid, like a little kid, a teenager that doesn't think he deserves to be a superhero and. Wonder Villain steals it, and he's like, oh, it's got into the wrong hands, and now he has to do something about it. Okay. So, yeah. Because yeah, he was trying to throw it away. He didn't like that the thing chose him to be a superhero, and then it got into the wrong hands. It's like, oh, now you want, now he wants to do something about it. It's like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't see any... I don't know. I'm just not really feeling those titles. Okay, well, look, you can have an opinion. There you go. (laughs) Now everyone on the internet can't get mad at you. Yeah, I mean, they can like it, so they're fine. I don't, I just don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's another one I'm not looking so forward to either. Wally West is getting his own solo title called Flash Forward. It's a... Limited six ish limited series coming out in September. It's written by Scott Liddell and ours is Brett Booth. You're not excited because of. <laughs> I don't know. Let me just read the description. His, it says his name is Wally West and he's the fastest man alive. 
That is, until the multiverse is re- rewritten without him or his family in it, Wally returned and tried to make it work, but the damage was done, spilling, spinning out of the events of Heroes in Crisis, followed the man who called himself Flash on an adventure to find redemption in the cosmos that has fought so hard to destroy him. Okay. Yeah. That doesn't really tell me what it's going to be about. Yeah, it doesn't tell you anything. It just... Very vague. It's terribly vague, yes. <laughs> Alright, you'll get redemption from the cosmos, okay? Well, and I remember and Heroes in Crisis, which is a series that everyone hates. And I hate it too. <laughs> it's from Tom King. He wrote a nine-issue event series, and... In that series, he made that uh, Wally West accidentally killed a whole bunch of heroes, and, and Wally West tries to go to the past to undo what he did. And every time he tried to undo it, it just never. It just kept killing him. He just the the same thing kept happening. Like he couldn't change time, like it was meant to happen. It's just ugh. And the thing is, what messed up is that Wally West tried to find a way to make it that Harley, blame it on Harley Quinn and Booster Gold. Like, he framed them in order to, to, uh, yeah, to frame them that they killed the, the heroes in this sanctuary place. Because it was like a... It was a sanctuary place, a a superhero rehabilitation center. Yeah, so it was for for heroes that deal with PTSD and they go there just to talk about their their problems and their PTSD issues. Um, So, yeah, for some reason. What do you think of Wally West in general? I think Wally West is a great character. I actually like him. Cause he I, much... like I, I hope this is good just because I like Wally West, but I just it's probably not going to be good. Yeah, I just don't think it's going to be good because I don't like what happened to Hero in Crisis that he framed two other people. So, yeah. just, just, I don't think that's something he would do. And it's just, it was just very written out of character. And he accidentally killed a whole bunch of heroes and try to say that yeah. Booster Gold and Harley Quinn did it. And it's just... And now he's in jail. So, and the end of the issue, he was in jail because he couldn't undo what he did. And apparently, everyone found out the way he did was wrong. And he shouldn't not frame um, Booster Gold and Harley Quinn right. from killing everybody. So now he's in prison. And now they supposedly... This book is supposed to redeem him. And it's just like... You guys just re- t- t- <laughs> totally ruined his character. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure if the. Because in Doomsday Clock, we I do see Wally West. Like, he finds out that Mr. Man. I mean, not Mr. Man. Dr. Manhattan was messing with the universe, like, rebooting it. Yeah. And he said that they he. I remember he mentioned that. That. The superheroes are gonna find out about this, and when they do, they're gonna stop you. And I'm not sure if Doctor Manhattan, because the thing with Wally West, he 
he's from the pre-52 universe. Like, he has a pre-52 memories. And he ended yeah. up... He ended up in the new 52. And everyone forgot him. And now he's trying to... Make everyone remember who he was. And they've been getting the memories. Little pieces... <clears throat> little by little. And, um... He also finds out that his two kids don't exist in his universe. I mean, this new 52 universe. And he wants to... That's the reason why he was dealing with stress. And he accidentally killed the heroes. Because he was going through his emotions about not having his kids and his wife. Not remembering who he is. And I'm not sure if... If Dr. Manhattan has been punishing him, like, I don't know if they would explain that. I just, I just don't know if the two stories connect because they're both from different writers and different books. I don't know if this is, I don't know if it's going to be connected. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot. That's, um, that's probably one to avoid, maybe, then. Go a little bit too much. <laughs> I probably am going to avoid it. I don't know. Probably a bit too much. Go home, man. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of things are getting disappointed for me. I don't know. Is apparently... I also found out that Phantasm is going to be in the Batwoman Batwoman. Bat, Batman and Catwoman series. <laughs> I just combined the two words together and I messed up. Batwoman and Catman. That would be awesome. That would be cool. I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> but yeah, apparently the uh, the character um, from Batman that many series that the Master of the Phantasm movie. Apparently, yeah, Jerry Banrotten is going to be in in the Bam, Batman and Catwoman series. Yeah, so there's a, Tom King's going to introduce her there. Okay. I think that's pretty interesting that he's going to make her first appearance there because she, she never appeared in the main DC Universe comics. Okay. Ever. So... It would be pretty interesting to finally introduce that character. I don't know what's going to be his story purpose there, but I'd like to see what happens there. I mean, did you see that movie? I'm not sure you've seen that movie. (laughs) I I did not watch that movie, no. Oh, you never seen the Batman Demi series? No. Oh, God. You're missing a lot. (laughs) I am. Yeah, I mean the the Batman anime series. That's a is a very great is a great Batman cartoon. Like one, means the best of all time. And okay. they have a movie. They have a movie called Master of Phantasm, and that's a great movie. I've probably seen one. A few episodes of this was it on Cartoon Network or something. I mean, they used to have it. I think they did have it. Um, they did probably air it in Carson Network a few times, but I feel like if it was there, I would have seen a few episodes. 
because I know they gave it on Kids WB back then. That's where I would have seen it. <laughs> and they also gave it on. Um, I know they gave they gave the first five seasons on, on Fox Kids, and then I think they had ended it and then relaunched it in Kids WB. That's what with a new art style. Yeah, I, I would have seen it once it was on Kids WB for sure. Yeah. Uh, I just don't remember any of it. <laughs> <laughs> it would, it came out years ago, like in the in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, it's really, and it ended a long time ago. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty interesting to finally see this character in the comic books, and I wonder what Tom King would do with that. I just don't know if it's going to be good because I don't like Tom King's Batman. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think we touched on this last week as well. Uh, the yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did yeah. touch on this a little bit. Alright, well, I guess we'll keep an eye out. <laughs> <laughs> and, I hope it's good. Alright, yeah, I hope it's good. I hope everything's good. Yeah, I always hope everything's good. I never hope for things to be bad. Is I really get disappointed when things end up being bad. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> and uh, what is this? Uh, Marvel Marvel's making a new literacy app called Hero Tales. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, at least this one's a little bit more detailed than that that graphic comics one. Uh, this because yeah. it says Marvel Hero Tales offers a way to experience Marvel heroes while helping to develop the language and reading skills for seven to eleven year olds. Based on the real, we've just missed out. Real Marvel Comics app will feature superheroes like Spider-Man and Miss Marvel to help players. Improve their vocabulary and special language by creating their own comic books. I think that's pretty neat for for children to actually uh, enjoy. Uh, I would have been all over this as a ten year old, you know. Yeah, if I was a little kid, I'd be all over this. <laughs> I'd be yeah, learning how to read with comic books. That'd be awesome. Probably wish I had this when I was a kid. Yeah, me too. Even though I basically learned how to read, <laughs> you know, I mean the less enjoyable way. Not, I wish I was even learning to do Marvel Hero Tales. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty cool. So yeah, I think it seems pretty fun. I think it's a good thing to do. Kids will like it. Yeah, I think kids will like it. Okay. Uh, Apparently, the next news is Justice Society of America, the JSA, returns in Justice League this fall. Okay. Yeah. And, yes, yeah, Scott Snyder is uh is planning this in Justice League number 31 and number 32. Is um, He's planning the Justice League, I mean, not just the JSA, the original character, uh, which was Jay Garrick, um, Alan Scott, Green Lantern, 
um, you know, Jake Arthur, Flash, and Wildcat, Doctor Fate, Sandman, Hawkman, Harman, yeah. a whole bunch of freaking characters. I'm pretty sure a lot of people are familiar with the GSA. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. That's cool though. Yeah, I really, wa- I really want to uh, figure out what's gonna happen here and how they gonna appear here because there's not much details on how they're gonna appear but they said they have plans because i remember dr manhattan in doomsday clock him altering the timeline with um with superman born in a different time period um he he made the the jsa not exist that's what it was so some reason they don't exist in the new 52 and I remember Lois Lane did find some information about these superheroes existing and because the thing is I mean the the characters still exist but they never became heroes but for some odd reason they're in the mental health they're, they're all in the mental home because they remember things happening but it never actually happened in their lives like they having memories of a previous universe of them being superheroes and apparently they got all dumped into a mental hospital and and what is it there's been news articles and Lois Lane has been finding information about that yeah that's all I remember from Doomsday Clock so I think there's gonna be more story of this in Justice League Leading, yeah, I guess maybe it has to do with Lois Lane finding more information, and this could be clues to finding out what this all leads to. So I'm looking forward to that. I really want to see. I really want to see how the the Justice League uh, finds the Justice Society of America. It'll be interesting. See yeah. how it works out. What what do you think of the uh, Earth Two JSA? I like them. I really d- I think they're interesting characters, and I do like the New Fifty Two Earth Two because yeah. they had a they had their own alternate universe where the characters were younger. They had a young yeah. Jay Garrick, the young Alan Scott. It was pretty interesting take. It was totally different but I liked it and sadly it didn't last it, it lasted pretty long but then it really had it had its end run <laughs> so it didn't get to last forever I wish it did but I actually enjoyed it and the characters were very diverse and it was pretty interesting to see different versions of the characters I really liked that one yeah I really like yeah. like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and they had like a a black Superman in that universe, and they had a. Yeah. I know Mira was like, I'm not sure if she was. I forgot what it was. It's been so long ago. Cause I'm not sure if she was an Indian character or it was some type of race that she she wasn't white. That's all I remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it was interesting. I liked it. Yeah. I just wish those characters could come back too. They haven't yeah. been in the in the 
New 52 for quite a while. Yeah, and they could probably restore it. Yeah, and just make it, you know, I mean, separate universe, but maybe they cross over with the New 52, because they never got to cross over. That's the disappointing part. And I wish they interacted. That'd be cool. I'd like a crossover, but we need it back first. (laughs) Yeah, it'd be interesting to even see the old JSA meet the new JSA and just interact with each other. That'd be awesome, like a crossover with that. I would like to see that, too. That'd be very cool. Yeah. And the next one is... uh, is uh what is it king i mean is a a king thor miniseries okay yeah it's gonna be written by jason aaron and essa rubik is gonna be the artist which i don't know who that artist is but but i think i think i have seen his art maybe it wasn't been paying attention when i was reading the thor books but um but you've been liking Thor, yeah. I do like Thor. Well, I just don't like the current storyline that's going on right now. That's what it is. Yeah. But I have been, I did enjoy Thor from Jason Aaron. I I think he's one of the best Thor writers and I do like I'm really interested in this because uh when he wrote the Thor series before Jane Foster he wrote a lot of stories with um with the with the the old King Thor. It's like a old man Thor kind of, almost. And it was like it was like some stories of Thor in the far future. It was pretty interesting. I actually liked it a lot. Nice. Yeah, it was it was a pretty fun story. And the details of the stories is the creators of the the creators of legendary Thor, the God of Thunder series, that kicks off one of the most epic runs in Marvel heroes are back together for one last ride about the Almighty Lord of Asgard. Seven years ago, Jason Acid Isad introduced the Thor of the far future, all father of a broken realm and dying universe. As he stood in the battle against Butcher of Gods, wielder of all black, the Necrosword. Now the nefarious blade has returned in the hands of Thor at all time. Greatest enemy, his brother Loki, for one final climactic showdown. Behold the book no comic fan should miss. Um, the celebration of the end is a truly marvelous era. So it looks like it's gonna be a final story with with the old Thor from the future, and okay. it seems pretty interesting. I really want looking forward to this one because I do like the universe that he had built in that in that series. Like it was in the future, and Thor had three daughters, and he's really old. He he's the ruler of Asgard, and Earth is already like, like empty for some odd reason, and I think because uh, for some reason something happened to make the population uh become almost extinct, and they're uh, 
I think some of them are living in Asgard and okay. it was something like that. It's been a long time ago. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a it's a lot of interesting stories there. I remember when uh, King Thor was fighting Galactus, and that was pretty fun at that time. Yeah. Yeah, and this one he's fighting Loki, so I see what that will be. What that will be. So I'm I'm looking forward to this one. I think this one is to be fun. Yeah, that's good. I love I love a good Thor series. I feel like they're a little bit rare, but I love them. Yeah, they are a bit rare, and um, it just it just I know it's that one's to be a mini series. There's only be four issues. Yeah. So I want it to be longer, but oh well. <laughs> if it sells well. Might, I might extend it. We'll see. We can hope. Yes. We hope. Now there's a Avengers Loki Unleashed book. Okay. It's supposed to be some classic story with the Avengers fighting Loki. So be a one shot. Right. Written by Roger Stern and art by Rod Lim. Couldn't tell you what those are. Yeah, I don't know those that one either. I'm not really familiar with it. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about this because I really don't like classic stories. And really, when things are driven by nostalgia, I just don't don't particularly like it. (laughs) But apparently nostalgia sells, so they just find a way to market it and make money off of it. This is true. Yeah, just I just hate when it's I hate when that's done, but people are very nostalgic, so they get into it, and I think that's one way to make money off of it. It's true. <laughs> Someone might like it. There'll be some people out there, surely. Yeah. And it's a team when um. What is it? With Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Wasp, and Spectrum. When she was Captain Marvel. So, yeah. yeah. It's Monica Rambeau, that's that character. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's when that team was made and they fight Loki, I guess, in here. And I guess, I don't know, I guess... This only this is a good thing. It's only a one shot, so I guess I'll see how that ends up going. Yeah. The next one is a uh, Gotham City of Mon- Monsters miniseries. This sounds pretty cool. He, it sounds different. Yeah, it sounds pretty interesting. This is one I am looking forward to. I read details for this and. It seems pretty interesting, because I mean, uh, Leviathan dismantled Shade, and now Frankenstein is a free agent, and now uh, he's on. He's gonna fight his former mentor called Mel- Melmoth. I don't know who that is, but apparently that's who Frankenstein is after, and he. Recruits a whole bunch of heroes like it says Killer Croc, Lady Clayface, Orca, and Vampire Andrew Bennett. 
again, it seems pretty interesting. I like the cover that's there. And looks There's some cool people in it. I like this. Yeah, seems like cool. I I mean just it's cool to see uh, Andrew Bennett and and Killer Croc in this. I really like to see that. Yeah. Cause I'm glad to see, I have not seen Andrew Bennett in a long time. He's a yeah. he's a cool vampire character that appeared. He had his own series in the New Fifty Two. It's called I Vampire. You should check it out. And that was like one of the best New Fifty Two series in. It didn't last that long because a lot of people did like it that was reading it, but it didn't sell that well because people thought that DC was going to make, was trying to copy Twilight when they first saw the pictures when the, because in the New 52. Great film Twilight. (laughs) When, before the New 52 came out, there was, uh, there was promoting it. And they doubt I Vampire was one of the series they promoted before it came out. And people just automatically thought Twilight. I was like, oh my god, DC's trying to copy Twilight. I don't want to pick up this book. And I'm like, whatever, people. I'm like, in my head, it's like, whatever, people. It's just, you don't even know what the book is about yet, and you're already assuming Twilight because it has vampires. So because vampires that automatically mean is going to be Twilight. So. So I went to go read the book, and a lot of people were liking it. They had got had good reviews, but it didn't last that long because not many people picked it up because they were fear it would be a Twilight book, but it really wasn't. Look, I'd say they're probably trying to copy Twilight more now, stealing all their stars. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they got Robert Pattinson's Batman. <laughs> Maybe Robert Pattinson should have been that vampire character and it would have been more funnier. Maybe he should have. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, definitely. Yeah, People would like that. They wouldn't have any preconceived version. Because I was like, oh wait, they were copying Twilight from that book. <laughs> <laughs> I would it, like to see that actually. I <laughs> Stupid Batman movie. Who cares? Batman, whatever. Get vampires in there again. They haven't been done. Yeah, make an iVampire movie. So, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. It actually probably would be. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be down for that. But, yeah, apparently this book will be written by Steve Orlando and... Drawn by Ad McKay Newpat. I don't know how to pronounce these freaking names. Oh. Can't pronounce them. I also don't know who any of them are, as per usual. I know Steve Orlando. He's okay. okay. He was terrible before, but now he's actually improved and he's written a couple of good books. Like, he started out pretty bad and I don't know, he's gradually. Getting better, I think. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Good <laughs> yeah, I did not like his Ben Nighter run, and I I started liking him when he's wrote 
the Batman and the Shadow crossover. And then he wrote Electric Warriors, and that was like one of his best series. And I'm like sort of liking his Martian Manhunter um, 12 issue run that's been coming out lately. Okay. It's pretty decent. I like it. So yeah, he's slowly becoming a good writer, I think. He just wasn't so good as he, when he first started. And I think that's okay. <laughs> In my books. But yeah, I, re- I really want to see what this book is going to be like. It's a pretty interesting team. And I, um... I don't know much about Lady Clayface. I know there was a a female Clayface in in uh, the pre fifty two, and and they has I didn't read when she was there. But, yeah. But yeah, I wonder what she's. Clayface is having a gender. Well, no, no, it's just a different character. <laughs> it's just another. It's just a female character. That ends up becoming, uh, she gets into the same exper okay. and like she gets the same powers or maybe the same experiment, something like that. But no, definitely <laughs> the the male clayface is definitely not turning into a woman. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. But yeah, I I'm really interested in this one. And seeing Killer Croc in a in a team would be interesting. I know he was in Suicide Squad, but uh, he was never written that well in those in those books. Winning Suicide Squad movie as well. Well, I liked it. I liked the. Uh, <laughs> then you got Oscar for special effects. That doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I like I like the Suicide Squad movie though, but yeah, it's definitely not an Oscar-winning movie though. Well, it was fun. I, I think I liked it in the cinema. I was like, okay, this is fine. And then I tried to rewatch it, and no good. Really? Good I had no. fun watching it. Okay. Um. The next one is a Strike Force comic book. I know that Marvel was teasing this like last week, and they finally revealed all the characters. And wow. yes, yeah, it's, it's a new ongoing series written by Tini Howard and artist by German Patera. Okay, still don't know who they are. I don't know. I know Tini Howard, but I don't know the artist. I don't know the artist jumped. But to me, the art looks like crap, judging by the cover. Sorry. <laughs> I don't like the art. It looks terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit rough. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. But they happen. It's an interesting team. That's what I say. It's like. Yeah. Because they said the lineup is Damien Hellstrom. Yeah, they have Damien Hellstrom, Monica Rambeau, which is Spectrum, Blade, Angela, Winter Soldier, Wiccan, and Spider-Woman. 
which is yeah. pretty interesting. I that is pretty different. Yeah, it's pretty different. I I didn't expect those heroes to be be uh be together. And it says it's a team that will do things that others won't. The teaser was no compromise, no mercy. So was, I'm thinking this will be a team that actually kills. So I don't know. It's supposed to be like one of those like X Force teams. I think that's why they call it Strike Force. Yeah. Because I remember in X Force, they were different X Men. They actually were killing villains. They were doing things that other X Men wouldn't do. So yeah. yeah, I guess it's the same direction but with different characters. I just kind of weird they add they put Wiccan in the team because I don't remember I don't ever remember him see, seeing him kill anyone. So it's kind of weird that he's on this team, but yeah, I'll check it out. I I lot up. It's pretty different. Yeah, it's a pretty different lineup. I like it. I really want to see what this is like. And I just hope it's good because I I tried Teeny Howard's books. I really don't like her books. I know she's written... She she just started writing, so I don't know. This will hopefully be good. I don't like her... uh, She's writing a Thanos miniseries and... She had just finished fighting Forgotten Queen, and that was okay. It was passable. But uh, I didn't like... It was Forgotten Queen from Valiant Universe. It was okay for me. And I just don't like the Thanos miniseries she's writing. It's just... eh. I don't know. I just didn't like it, and... It's just a weird... Because it was be a retelling of Gamora's story when she was a child, and Thanos captures her from the that planet, and yeah, and it's just not really in the well at all, and it's just I don't like that. For some reason, he's I mean, for some reason she put characters that were not in the original story in this story, and it's like a reimagining. This was like reimagining in current continuities. It's like it just doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. Because they put the Black Order characters in there, and it's just like, well, we didn't know about the Black Order characters until like in the two thousands. So why bother putting them before? <laughs> it's like where were where were they in these in these? certain time periods where they just not existent. I just I just don't like putting I don't like when people put new characters in old stories. It just confuses everything. Yeah. And uh another little minor complaint about this is about this book, um, the Strike Force. I don't like the Spider Woman's in her original costume. I want her in her new costume. <laughs> Yeah. Because <laughs> to me, her new costume was more practical for a spy. Because the thing is, Spider Woman is an actual spy, and in her new costume, she looked more 
practical for spy clothing and it looked more of a tech gear and this one is not so much of a tech gear it's a skin tight suit from her classic old school days and it's just uh, it's just I never really liked that costume because uh, it's just to me it was always an excuse for comic book artists to over sexualize her and I just ugh never to, let's make her sexy again. <laughs> but this is a female writer, and she said, because I remember she posted a picture of herself wearing that costume in, in, in the old days when she was younger. She used to cosplay Spider Woman. She shared it on Twitter, and I guess she's a big fan of the classic Spider Woman costume. So she said she wants to put that costume in this book that she's writing. So it's like, oh, well. But I'll I'll still check out the book, even though Spider Woman is out of place with her old school costume. I'll just I'll just pretend she has a new costume on. <laughs> Go over the marker through the book and draw it yourself. <laughs> That'll be fun. <laughs> even though I can't draw for crap. Ah, it's all good. <laughs> Yeah, I hope the book is fun. That's that's hopefully be interesting. Um, and then uh, DC is releasing a a disease um spin off. They're making more spin offs of the DC's books because uh Tom Taylor released uh. He's making a mini. He released the first two. The first two issues already came out, and it's a mini series. I mean, it doesn't take place in the main continuity. It's own continuity. But I mean, I read the first two issues and I did not like them. I just didn't care for it. It has an interesting concept, but the execution is terrible. So yeah, because the characters were. It's the second issue that threw me off. I just didn't like it. Um, I didn't like that. For some, the the, the storyline is that um, that the the there's a zombie virus released from te- technology. Like if anyone goes on the internet, they go, they get the zombie virus. And I think it's supposed to make the metaphor for like. The internet brings the monsters out of all humans. Like the internet is always full of bad people, and it's just the internet is cruel. People are bitching on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we make them the real monsters. Like if you go on the internet, you you literally become a monster. That's what the whole concept is. So um, so yeah, everybody turns into a zombie. Uh. Green Lantern was, I don't know, he he was not liking what was going on. And he didn't want to fight, like he didn't want to be a superhero. Like he had a conversation with, with Green Arrow and Black Canary in a campfire. And Green Arrow and Black Canary was arguing with him, thinking that he's stupid. And it's like, 
you're supposed to be the Green Lantern. You're supposed to have the you supposed to have willpower. Where is it? And it's like the writer was making fun of how Jordan was like way out of character. Like he had no willpower to fight with other heroes. This virus that's been going on, and it's just he puts the Green Lantern ring on, and then he ends up getting killed. Like he gets infected by the Green Lantern ring. When the ring, I know the Green Lantern ring is technology, but it's not Earth's technology. It's a whole separate technology. So how would that technology be infected like the Earth's technology? It wouldn't make any sense. And what's weird is that Black Canary ends up killing Hal Jordan because he turns to a zombie. And she kills him off. And then the Green Lantern chooses Black Mary to 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 carry the Green Lantern ring, and nothing happens to her. She doesn't turn to a zombie. She's fine. And I was like, how does this fucking make any sense? How come how Jordan is infected, but not her? Do you have some bias against how Jordan? I don't know. It just <laughs> it just threw me off, and I felt I didn't like the book anymore. It's whatever, and I didn't like. There's a part where Joker turns to a zombie and Harley Quinn lies to Poison Ivy saying that because she tells Poison Ivy she's going to kill the Joker and and instead she makes herself get killed by the Joker for the zombie because she wants to be dead with him because she still loves him and she just totally lied to Poison Ivy and it just ugh another out of character moment for me I don't yeah. think I don't I don't see Harley Quinn lying to Poison Ivy just to be with the Joker in yeah. in his final moments. It just felt stupid. So yeah, <laughs> I just not liking that book. But I digress about yeah, that. <laughs> so yeah, um, apparently people have been liking it though. So it's been selling well, and they decided to make spinoffs. Okay. And uh, yeah, they're making spinoffs. So they making it's called the deceasing. I don't know how is that. I don't know. Is that even a word? But I don't, I don't like how how difficult that is to say. If I'm honest. <laughs> yeah. I don't, like, I don't like this. Yeah, it says the deceasing. I don't. I do not say decease, but whatever. <laughs> A good day to die, number one. I guess it's supposed to be based. Is this based on a true case files of the Waynes? I don't know. Was that's what it says on the cover there? But yes, it was. It's supposed to be a one shot that follows Mr. Terrific, Mr. Miracle, Big Barter, Booster Gold, John Constantine, and others. I guess it deals with more the story of this techno organic virus. It's consumed by the world. Yeah. Yeah, they're supposed to figure out what this virus is, and they, it says uh, they had a Mr. Miracle, Big Barter, John Constantine, Blue, Blue Beetle, and Booster Gold attempt to fight back against the tide of death. Can this ragtag group save the world where the Justice League has failed? I mean, thus far failed. So. Yeah, I think it focuses on other characters because 
Justice League supposedly. I don't. I the first the future issues haven't come out, so I guess they apparently spoiled it for us. Whatever. <laughs> so I guess the Justice League don't make it, and these remaining heroes are supposed to fight off this virus that's been going on on Earth. Mm. I'm just glad this is its own separate thing and it doesn't do anything with the main continuity. It's just yeah. it's his own it's thing. <laughs> it is written by Tom Taylor and the art the art is by Laura Bagara and Derek Robinson and others, which you're not gonna list who those others are, but whatever. I just don't this is a one shot, so are you gonna put a one shot in all these I mean a group of artists in in one book? I don't know how that's gonna be feeling for me. I don't like when there's multiple artists in one book, but okay. But I'll see how this goes. Yeah. Uh, and the last um other comic news is uh is Bennis he was teasing Legion of Superheroes. He's they're coming back, okay. and uh, there was more news about this today. I read that uh, Bendis is combining all the he's combining all the um, future timelines into one timeline. Like he's combining Batman Beyond, Legion of Superheroes, and Commandi's timeline all into one. And I'm just like, how are you gonna do that? Just yeah, that's a little bit weird. <laughs> unnecessary, I think. <laughs> really? I think it's an interesting idea, but I'll see how he pulls it off when it comes out. Okay. And there's been like a, a Legion of Superheroes uh, book that's coming out pretty soon. It's called Legion of Superheroes Millennium, and it's supposed to be written by, by Michael Bendis. And apparently he gave him new costumes and the costumes look pretty nice. I checked them out online and they look more modernized. I don't remember where the news is, but yeah, it's it seems pretty interesting to me. I like what's going on and I would like to see how he combines all the universes because. Batman Beyond takes place in the 21st century, but it's like 2039, and the Legion of Superheroes take place in the 32nd century, 20, uh, 30, 31st century, whatever. Yeah. And those are two different centuries. I don't know if he's going to make the Legion of Superheroes appear in an earlier time period, or... And Commandi is actually like a, it's a story of like a, the last human. He's like in the future where there's, he was the last human being, and there's anthropomorphic animals on Earth. Right. And he was supposed to be just like a superhero. I mean, not a superhero. He's supposed to be a hero of that future, because it's kind of corrupted with the animals, uh, anthropomorphic animals ruling each other. So I don't know what's going to happen now that he says that I've merged all these timelines into one. I'll figure out how that works in the future. It seems pretty interesting to me. Yeah. Okay, so... 
Now these are TV show news. <laughs> TV shows. All right, what's been cancelled this week? <laughs> there's no, there's no information about it being cancelled. Uh, no cancellations. All right. <laughs> apparently, Mercy Grace is cast in Titans. Okay. Yeah, apparently is gonna be uh to be in the second season of Titans, Mercy Grace, and apparently Natalie Gumande is gonna play as her. Okay, I don't know who she is. <laughs> Me neither. I have no idea who she is. I don't <laughs> know what to say about her. She's definitely an actress, and she will definitely do either a good job. Or a bad job. Yeah. Bad job. <laughs> That's what I can say. Yeah, but I like I like the Titans series. I like the first season. And looking forward to it. Huh? I was a little bit mixed on the Titans series, if I'm honest. I can see that. It was very uh, all over the place. It looked like it wasn't it wasn't well planned out. It was just like writing this as it goes to me, to me yeah. I think <laughs> the story was all over the place but I enjoyed it I just hope the second season is a little bit more streamlined like the story is actually linear and it has like an actual storyline too because the first season just felt like they were just throwing things there and see what yeah. sticks <laughs> so yeah I'll see how that goes I don't. I even looked at her IMDb and I've not seen a single thing that she's been on. So I don't know. <laughs> we'll just have to wait and see, I suppose. Yeah, I'll just see how she plays out with the character. Yep. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the next one is uh, Artemis's cast with Star Girl. Apparently Artemis is gonna be in the Star Girl series for DC Universe. Okay. Yeah, and it's it's an Asian American actress. Her name is Stella Smith. Another actress I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I just find it interesting because She's wearing a shirt. Tigers in this photo. That's pretty interesting. Well, I don't know where is that from, but oh, I have no idea. No. <laughs> Probably some like team. TV show. Yeah, it's probably some team. She was probably playing a cheerleader as a yeah. <laughs> and some other things. Yeah, some some awful show that I'll never watch. <sighs> yeah, apparently she hasn't been in that many things. She just started out, so she's well, a newcomer. She's getting a big breakthrough. Yeah. Go get it. <laughs> and. Um, I know people are going to have problems with this, but I won't. Because uh, the character is white in the in the comic books and in Young Justice. And she was also in Arrow, the character in the Arrow TV series. But it's a different actress, and that's a whole different universe. But, so, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, as long as she's a good actress, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> and the, this this actress is Asian, so yeah, I really, I really don't care because long it's as it's super important to the character. Yes. Movie, so, yeah, it 
shut up. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, that's what I say too. Um, like yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> um. Oh God, here we go again. The DC Universe false rumors. Oh. Ugh, I just don't. I'm, <laughs> I don't like the news that's been going on with the DC Universe because now they're saying that that, that the news about them being re- reevaluated is not true. They're just gonna push on. And then they said that, but sadly there are no current plans for a season two of Swamp Thing. Does that mean there'll be plans in the future? No, no, they don't say anything about that. And it's just, ugh. And it's like, I, go ahead. I want to see Swamp Thing. And if it if it's good like people are saying, just give it a season two. Bloody hell! <laughs> I saw the second episode yesterday, and I still enjoyed it. It's good. So yeah, I'm still liking it, and and this is when asked about why the series was canceled, the D Universe staff said, "Unfortunately, we're not in position to answer it at this time." And I'm like, thanks. That's one way to drive your view your subscribers away. So you better answer that now, eventually. <laughs> You'd think they'd be saying, yeah, there might be a season two to try and get people to watch it and maybe make some of their money back, you know? Exactly. I mean, I just, I'm just very disappointed because there was another news that I read somewhere else saying that they have plans to make a Justice League spinoff from Swamp Thing and, and have... He does going to introduce the Justice League Dark characters and have their own spinoff. And it would be interesting to see Justice League, a, a Justice League Dark TV show in the DC Universe. That would have been real cool. Yeah. And now they want, they don't. Now they cancel the goddamn show. <laughs> <laughs> and they said that the, um, the, the, the North Carolina information that was stated last week it was um was false there is no that yeah there's not a thing that north carolina gave him the wrong money that they was to produce the show i don't know but just randomly decided to cancel it (laughs) right tell us why did you cancel it oh we're not we're not allowed to answer at this time and what pisses me off in the next news that I have listed is that James Wan, the second producer of the show, has no idea why the show was cancelled. And I'm like, great, you have someone who put money into this <laughs> having no idea why the show was cancelled. Yeah, this is ridiculous. So, DC or WB better tell us what happened or else people are going to start writing or unsubscribing their subscription service (laughs) to DC Universe. I don't don't know why they're keeping it like so so locked in. It's got to be something. Because people are already people are already unsubscribing because Swamp Thing has gotten cancelled. 
Yeah. I mean, the best show for me on there is Doom Patrol. I actually yeah. enjoyed Doom Patrol. It's it's a really good TV show. show. We don't know if it's gone yet. Because <laughs> okay. it's not gone, but it's probably gone. Because people are we all waiting for a season two announcement, and we haven't got one yet. And it's just okay. I don't know. I hope we get a season two announcement pretty soon. And if yeah. I know people said that they don't get a season two, they will riot and they will stop. They will stop paying. <laughs> the the they'll stop paying for DC Universe service. And I was like, I don't know, but if 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 since Swamp Thing gets got canceled, then if Dupacho gets canceled, then they're gonna lose their money. I think people are. Gonna... They're not gonna have any shows left. Yes, <laughs> and there's not even any news on, on because all we know is that Titans got a season two, and they already started filming it. But we don't know any future plans for the streaming service. We don't know if Young Justice would do what they did with Titans. Titans did so well because they put it on like Netflix everywhere and things like that. Yeah, that's I think that's why it did so well because they put it on Netflix. Yeah. They should have just released an app internationally. That's what they should have done since the yeah, beginning. Yeah. Make it cheap. <laughs> Put the app everywhere. Like, oh, brothers, come on. What is this? It's so stupid. Very stupid. Um, so now, uh, I saw this, I saw the trailer with, uh, Pennyworth, Alfred is going to have his own show on Epics. Yeah, this is ridiculous. <laughs> really? You think it's ridiculous? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Why do you think it's ridiculous? Why? Why are they making this? I don't know. I Like, out of all the Batman characters, like, yeah, Alfred's cool, but who's like, I want to see young Alfred. I think, I think it would be an interesting concept. But I don't know what to think about it because when I saw the trailer, it has nothing to do with the Batman universe. It's just... It's just the guy. Because <laughs> it's, it's just... It's just Alfred in his spy days. And I just... Yeah. It would be cool if they put some DC mythos like... Let's say... Um, Alfred finds out about the court of the owls or penguins mob family like let's say before penguins even born but his that cobblebot family doing some mob stuff and it'd be cool if if um if alfred was like a secret agent in gotham but for some reason this this tv show is making it that he's a spy and in Great Britain, and it's just so off the DC universe. I just don't know. It, it, do, it doesn't seem to. It's just a spy show. Yeah, that's what it seems like. But almost Wayne might, might be in an episode. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know how this is gonna be successful. 
<laughs> I'm against this. I'm wholeheartedly against this. Wow. <laughs> what happened to not letting things hope to be bad? No. It, well, it's such a bad concept, I feel. But what annoys me is the trailer kind of looks half okay. Yeah, it looks okay. And it shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's good? Then what happens? If it's good, then I'll watch it. I'm back on board. But there's... Why does it need to be Alfred? It's just some guy in the 40s or whatever beating some dudes up, shooting some people probably. Yeah, because Alfred's past never been explored. It's just like, in the comic books, they've been talking about him being a secret agent. And I guess they want to find a way to explore that somehow. But I just hope it has something connected to, to Gotham or it's the mythos from the DC universe to like cause if it's just gonna be a plain old spy TV show that has nothing to do with the DC universe then, then that's just boring it's completely unnecessary yeah <laughs> or it's well if, if it, even if it is good and it's just unrelated they're just using Pennyworth to get viewers in yeah they're just using Alfred yeah, as a their own spy show yep that's what basically is, I think. <laughs> it's dumb. It's dumb. I'm not on board yet. <laughs> Come on, DCT. You can do. They can do better. <laughs> just, just make a season two of Swamp Thing. Just do that. Yes. Just do that. That'll be much more fun. Uh, the next this next this next piece of news I'm excited for though. Really? They say again. I'm excited. Oh my god, I have a different opinion. Oh god. <laughs> I I haven't seen Krypton. Oh my god, I saw Krypton. The next one is apparently Lobo is gonna have a his own spin-off series for sci-fi. He's gonna have Lobo is gonna have his own TV show. Supposed to be a spinoff of Krypton. Like I do like Lobo, but I don't like the Krypton TV show. See, I haven't seen it, and I've heard bad things, but see, there you go. I would like a, I would like a good Lobo TV show. I think that'd be cool. And I saw the trailer like months, like a, like last month, I think, of the Krypton season two, and they show Lobo there, and it's just. Oh my god, he is so terrible. There's a there's a picture here of him that looks awful. <laughs> no, because what bothers me is that for some reason the character has a British accent. Well, Lobo's from Britain, didn't you know? No, he's an alien from freaking... <laughs> oh my <Jesus>. god. <laughs> uh, I feel like it's either going to be something fantastic, probably not. It's most likely going to be something completely awful. Yes, it's going to be completely awful like Gotham. I'm down for that. I'm down for that. Really? As long as it's so bad that it's funny to watch, I'm down. Oh, God. And I think that could be Lobo. Because the thing is... It's just sort of boring. What's weird is that I'm not sure if they're going to... Because I remember someone in the comment section was like... Oh great, Lobo is a Jamaican guy because he has, 
because he has the dreadlocks, but I don't think people understand why Lobo has the dreadlocks. This has nothing to do with Jamaican culture or Jamaicans have dreadlocks. I know, but it's not they're not the only ones with dreadlocks, but yeah. <laughs> I know for some reason I don't know why you made Lobo have a British accent. It's whatever. Good things Lobo's gonna be based off of Rob Zombie, and Rob Zombie had dreadlocks at the time at the in the nineties, and yeah. the person who who wanted to make a new version of Lobo got inspiration from that and decided to make the character make the character based off of Rob Zombie, and that's what he's a was originally supposed to be based off and so the whole British accent thing just throws me off and it's just uh why are they doing this or whatever so yeah it has nothing to do with Jamaican culture the dreadlocks and of that with Lobo it's just supposed to be from Mob Zombie but whatever <laughs> the next news is that uh Lucifer is getting a season six petition from fans. Yep. Yeah. So apparently, uh, fans are not giving up, and they for some reason want a season six. They want. Yeah. <laughs> How often do these petitions work? Though never. Never. <laughs> never seen one work. Never. Stop making never. petitions. <laughs> Yeah, because there's some random person that goes to the website and makes a petition and everyone signs it. And I guess people, I guess they want Netflix to look at it and say, look at all these people that signed this petition. Make the show happen. happen. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if that's how it's supposed to work, but okay. But, but um... I think people are not satisfied that it's going to end season 5, so... Yeah. They want a season 6. I want to, I would like to have a season 6 because... I don't think they could all close all those chapters they introduced it in season 5 to season 6. I'm sorry. I don't think that's possible, but... I'll see what they will do. But yeah. I don't know. And I, I also read that Nef, um, Lucifer was um, the most watched show on Netflix last week. I don't know. I think um, Netflix should have... Because one thing I don't like that... Uh, that I don't like that uh, Lucifer... I mean, one thing I don't like about Netflix is that they... Uh, what is it? They the only count a couple of shows. They only pick up the they only count the ratings from the first week is released. And to uh, me, I think they should count from the first two or three months, not the first week <laughs> of people watching the show and see how it does for the first for those weeks. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't yeah, sure. I don't understand why they only count the first week, because. I'm pretty sure people probably didn't have time to watch Lucifer until now. I mean, I saw it already, but you got to give people time to catch up. There's so many shows going on. That's exactly right. 
Yeah, I haven't even watched Jessica Jones season three today. Is that out? Yeah, it's out. It came out today. Oh, what? <laughs> You're kidding. I'm not kidding. I didn't even notice. What? <laughs> yeah, so I had to watch that. Hopefully on Saturday or Sunday. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Netflix is going to listen to that petition. I'll see if it works. I, I doubt it. It's going to be another failed petition. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, okay, the next TV news is that, uh, there's going to be a hungry, uh, hungry girl. Nah! Hungry girl. I'm gonna, I said it wrong again. I was about to say gross. Hungry Ghosts and Boondocks animated series again. We go there. Yeah, so. Yeah, apparently the the Boondocks, they're gonna make a new reimagining of the Boondocks series with um, the creator Aaron McCarter. And he's also making another animated series called Hungry Ghosts based on the Dark Horse graphic novel comic series written by Bourdain and Joelle Rose. I really don't know anything about uh, the Hungry Ghosts comic book. I never heard of it. No, me neither. It says an anthology of Twisted and culinary inspired ghost stories of both horror and com- comedic elements. Each episode will range in tone and will look completely different from the last, taking advantage of various forms of animation to best fit the story. Which I think that's pretty interesting. I like to see something like that because uh, it reminds me of those short stories. Like they have the. I know Black Mirror has something interesting like that. They have different stories for each episode. Yeah. And uh, there was like a there was another thing that was like an animation thing called Love, Love, Death, and Robots on yep. Netflix, and I actually enjoyed that. That was pretty fun. That was seeing, really good. Seeing a whole bunch of different stories and animation, and that would be cool to see horror stories. That's what the comic book is like. I like to see that in, in, I guess, in a TV show form. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see a bunch of horror, horror short stories with different, with different animation. That looks pretty interesting. And then uh, this boom, the Boondocks reboot is gonna be. It says it chronicles the adventures of the Freeman family against the evil local government tyrant Uncle Ruckus, who rules a fictional. Woodcrest County, Maryland, with when the Iron Fist. Um, okay. <laughs> what is it? I I did see a couple episodes of Boondocks. I did not see the whole entire series. I because I got into it real late and I had to try to watch all the episodes. I just having done so. Okay. But yeah. I don't know. For some reason, it says it's a reboot. So does that mean it's gonna be a a different version of the of the of the previous animated series? I just don't know why they should just continue from the original one if that if they can. Yeah. I don't know. 
why they're making a reboot of it. But I guess it's whatever. But I hope this one will be enjoyable. Then. Yeah. And it holds up just as the original one because I did enjoy the episodes I saw of that TV show. Yeah. It was pretty fun. Um. So the next one is uh. Dune is making their own TV show. I guess. It's called Dune the Sisterhood. And this could be based on the character uh Benay Um Gizert. I really don't know anything about Dune. I know people are hype about it and are like what is this Dune thing that everyone keeps talking about? Because I have no idea what Dune is. I know they're making a movie out of it, and now they want to make a TV show out of it. But yeah, I'm not really sure what it is, but this picture looks pretty sweet. So yeah, the picture looks pretty cool. I like the picture, <laughs> but I'll see. I'll see what the hell Dune is, and it's apparently it's gonna be in the. But this is gonna be in the Warner Brothers streaming service. It says here. So, I guess it's gonna be one of the first TV shows in the in the WB streaming service that WB is planning to make. That's gonna cost sixteen dollars a month. Oh boy! <laughs> I know it's a little too much. It's either gonna make a cheaper version, but I'll see how that goes. The next one is uh, Mindy Kaling. Uh, has spoken to Marvel about making a Miss Marvel TV show. Okay. Um, based on Kamala Khan, because she wants to make she she had talkings and that hasn't been confirmed, but she had talked to Marvel to that she would be really interested and probably do something about making a Miss Marvel TV show for Disney streaming service. And I think that would be an interesting idea. I agree with her on that. I would I wouldn't mind seeing a a Miss Marvel TV show on the Disney Plus streaming service, I guess. Give it, give it a go. I like Mindy Kiley. Yeah. I think she's good. Wait, she's she's gonna she says she wants to write it, I think. Not and I I don't think she's not gonna be Miss Marvel, of course. She's too old for that, but <laughs> um, but yeah, I like to see her involved in it. She's she's, yeah. I really do do like her, in 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 TV shows. I because I I saw her in the office and I liked her there a lot. Um, the next one is the X Men the animated series creator wants the X Men. The animated series series return. They're hoping they hope because they've been talking with Disney executives to revive the show, but there's been no confirmation about that. But I don't know if I really really want this show to come back because it's once again nostalgia to sell. To, to make money off of. 
That's right. And um, I did like I did like um, the X Men cartoon when I was younger, but as I got older and saw it again, I'm like, no, this wasn't so good as it as I thought it was. I mean, did, have you ever saw the X Men anime series? Uh, I watched a little bit of it. No, I wasn't the biggest fan. Oh. <laughs> People are gonna hate us. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> They're going to get their pitchforks and start. Like, how could you hate the X-Men animated series? I say bring it on. Fight me. <laughs> I like the, um, I like X-Men Evolution. I thought that was better than X-Men animated series. Okay. There goes those fighting words. But, uh, <laughs> people are going to kill us. But anyways, I just didn't like it because, I mean, I didn't like the X-Men animated series because... They made Jean Grey so goddamn useless. She was just trip. Like, she was like, oh, Scott. And it was like, Jean. And it's like, there's one civic scene that she just, they fight a bunch of, I forgot what it was, but me and my boyfriend was watching it. And she just trips and just like, she asks Scott's help. And she's like, She's so fucking useless. It's just so annoying. And the inconsistency of the characters are so poorly done. The action was just ugh, terrible. I don't... I. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very dated cartoon. I don't think it's good. I don't think it's good as what everyone says it is. I think people have to go back and watch it. Yeah, it's, it's probably more of a nostalgia thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a nostalgia. I don't want it to come back. Nope. Let's hope. I just hope Marvel declines. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the next one is that uh, is hope is now we're going to movie news. Uh. Oh, we've almost finished the news. Yes, I know. <laughs> next up is a Oblivion song movie, which is another comic book series I don't even know about. I know a lot of people talked about it. But I've never read the comic book. It's from Image. It's from Robert Kirkman. Which I had no idea that he was writing this book. So I should just... I should check it out someday. I mean, I know the movie Oblivion with Tom Cruise. Is there a movie called Oblivion with Tom Cruise? Yeah. And he's like <laughs> a clone or whatever. And he's doing some stuff. And he rides a bike. And then Morgan Freeman's in it at one point. Oh, I don't really remember that movie, but it definitely is a movie. Oh, so yeah, I don't, I don't know much about Oblivion's song. I wish I knew about this comic book so I can understand why there's gonna be a movie of it. But it seems pretty interesting, I think, from the judging yep. from the cover. It's <laughs> the best way to judge things. Whoever right? Don't judge from Bart's cover. Right? Are we supposed to Are we not supposed to judge book by its cover? That's how I do it. That's exactly how I do it. <laughs> oh boy. But, but I agree with you. Based on the cover, this looks, this looks pretty sweet. I'm into it. <laughs> I'll see how that goes. Um. So the next one is that what is it? Um, 
Jumei Colin Sierra. I don't know if I said his name terribly, but whatever. Is in talks to direct um, Black Adam movie. So for DC. Yeah, so apparently he's been known to write... I mean, he's been known for Disney's Jungle Cruise. I don't know what that is. Me neither. Don't know what that is. <laughs> I've got no clue. Oh, man. But I'm excited that it has a director. But yeah, apparently he was in talks to, to write... I mean, I guess to be the director of Black Adam movie. Yeah. Well, I hope he does well if he's still in the run, is still in the running to do it. Yeah, I, I hope this gets made. Looks like it is finally. <laughs> yeah, I hope the Black Adam movie gets made because it's been a long time in development. It has not. We have not had. And I really liked Shazam. I thought Shazam was awesome. Yeah, Shazam was an awesome movie. I did like that movie a lot. And I like to see how they were... Have Shazam go up against Black Adam. And see what happens. Like, how would that work? I like to see that. That'd be interesting. The next news is... um, Is... Um... Is it Batman movie villain details? Um, because apparently, according to Geeks, was in uh, Geeks Worldwide, they had some details of some rumors about um about who's gonna be in the Batman movie, and it looks like it's gonna be Penguin, Catwoman. Uh, the Riddler and Firefly is it in the movie? Okay. And um, they all have descriptions there of what they're looking for because these are casting calls. So they looking for for actors in these that fit these descriptions and um, the descriptions seem fine. They're they're really they they kind of seem a little bit fake to me. Really? <laughs> it's a rumor, so we don't know if this is actually confirmed news. A lot of information they put in into it is stuff of like it sounds more like something a fan would make up, so you can tell what character it was more than what someone's yeah. looking for. I just, I just want new villains. To be honest, I really don't care. I mean, we already seen Butler, we seen Penguin, we seen Catwoman. The only character we haven't seen in live action is is Firefly, but he's awful. And he's just a he's just a deedless villain, so it doesn't really matter much to me. I, I would like to see like a good version of all of those villains, though. Yeah. <laughs> the Riddler was awful. Yes, I know. And Batman Forever <laughs> with yeah. Jim Carrey now. And Penguin wasn't that much better. I know. It was okay with Danny DeVito as. Penguin, he did alright, I think. Yeah. But I haven't seen that movie in years, so I can't even say, I can't even... Yeah, I actively avoid it. Yeah. Uh, I actually... Well, you haven't had a perfect Catwoman yet, but I actually didn't mind Anne Hathaway. 
No, I actually like that Catwoman. I think she was perfect for me. Anne Hathaway played the best Catwoman for me. I liked her more than Michelle Pfeiffer. People like, like, uh, people with the nostalgia because. Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer was a little over the top. Yeah, because one thing I did not like about uh, Batman Returns is that they made Catwoman to a psycho crazy woman, and it's just like that's not Catwoman. <laughs> and she was more, much more, not psycho in in the Batman Dark Knight Rises movie. I like that direction of Catwoman much better. She played Catwoman much better for me. So yeah, I don't know. I just don't want to see Catwoman as a villain. I mean, well, she was not the villain in Dark Knight Rises anyway. Yeah, I, so. I, I feel like they're, they're using it pretty loosely. I don't think she'll be a major villain. Yeah. And and like Firefly will probably only be like in an opening sequence or something. Yeah, you probably like we are like Spider-Man with the Hydro Man. I remember yeah. it's just a op- it's just a little sequence they're gonna have of yeah, that character. She's gonna be cannon fodder, surely. Yeah. And I just I would like to see a new version of Riddler. I would like to see that. I just want to I just want them to use newer villains that were never done before and like I don't mind that they do the Mad Hatter or the Ventriloquist or even Clayface or characters they haven't done yet. Huh? I reckon since they're making a trilogy, I reckon that they're going to try and do the Court of Owls at some point. Yeah, that would be awesome to do the Court of the Owls. Yeah, I think they're going to do that because they've been doing a lot of the New 52 stuff anyway. Yeah, they have been. I noticed that most of the DC movies are based on New 52 storylines. Yeah. Um... So the next one is, uh, we're in the video game news section now. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, is it? I saw the trailer. I saw the A3. It was a Square Enix Avengers game. Yeah. Have you saw the trailer? I've seen the trailer. I have, yes. Yeah. What did you think of it? <laughs> I'm actually kind of excited for this. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm down. I'm excited for it too. It's just I, that I think a lot of people don't like the designs of the characters. Yeah, I I also have mixed feelings of the designs of the characters too. I'm, I'm sort of I, I'm sort of down with it. I like a lot of them. Oh, because I don't know, but <laughs> like the movie, like the movie characters and stuff. Because I know this Black Widow looks kind of. I know people say manish. <laughs> I could, I could kind of see that. Um, but it looks okay. I mean, it's just weird that I mean, Captain America's wearing a a bulletproof vest that that makes the little the star so small, and it's just looks kind of weird. I just don't. <laughs> so the designs are kind of weird. I mean. I think they can improve it a little bit, but I think it's, it looks like an interesting game. I mean, they said it's an RPG, and 
They're going to have more characters down the road for free. I think that's pretty awesome. I like that, yeah. I know people are missing out on Hawkeye. I was missing out on Hawkeye, too. Like, I noticed he was not in the trailer. Yeah, I, I just assumed he was going to be one of the starting characters, but I suppose we'll be, he'll be the first free DLC, I guess. Yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this is linked to the Spider-Man game. I don't know. They never said there was, but it would be cool if it was. Yeah. Yeah, like, it would be cool if there's, like, a whole tight universe of of that. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. I'm down for that. Yeah, it seemed like a pun, pretty fun, interesting game. You know, yeah. the 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 characters look like they need a little bit of work, but I think it's a very interesting game. Yeah, well, they've they've got a they've got a while to still work on it. It's definitely not finished. Yeah, it's definitely not a finished game. I can tell. I can tell. It'll come back for like another year or something, doesn't? It? I think so. There's not, there's no date on it, but they say it'll come out next year. I think. Yeah, yeah. So they'll, they'll, they've got a while to work on it. They'll clean some stuff up. Yeah. We didn't really see any gameplay though. That's the only thing. Yeah, it was only a cinematic scene, so. Yeah. We have no idea what the there's games would be like. There's a few like in-engine cuts there, but they were very few and far between. And oh, yeah, there was a few. They looked early on, yeah. There was a few in-engine cutscenes. You were right. I just remember that. It looked pretty decent to me, so... I think it'll be a... Oh, hopefully it'll be a fine game. <laughs> and then, uh... Ultimate Alliance 3 has... I mean, I saw the trailer in E3. And they're gonna have... Upcoming expansion packs for they gotta have characters from Marvel Knights, X Men, and Fantastic Four. It says available for 2019, and I don't know. When I saw the trailer in E3, I think I think I'm gonna be interested in this game. It looks pretty cool. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan. I think it looks fun. I like that you can play all all the different heroes. Yeah, I think that's cool. And that is pretty cool. And I don't know how many characters are in this game because I see so many characters and it's just like, wow, how many characters are in this game? Yeah. And I'll be adding them down the track. Yeah. They're going to add more characters and I just wondering how many characters this game is going to have. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of like the story too. Yeah. Is what, that... what are they looking towards? Yeah, because it's going to have the Black Order and Thanos yeah. and yeah, Infinity Gems again. Yeah, and uh, Captain America dies in the trailer. No, he dies in the Avengers game. I'm... Yeah. Yeah, so that's a separate, that's a separate game. So what the? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always thought that that was that was. Crazy how Captain America dies in that Avengers game. Yeah, I so just can... remember that. That's that's pretty wild. Yeah, it was like thanks for telling us that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I'm 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 liking what they're doing with Thanos and everything. Line three. Yeah, I think it'll be a fun game too. I'm looking forward to that one. And that one comes out in July, so 
when the DLC comes out in the fall, so I guess that's supposed to be in September, I guess. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I saw it was pretty interesting to see Electra, Lisa Bloodstone, and Ghost Rider. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm really looking. For, I'm really looking forward to that game. Um, the next one is the this is the last one. <laughs> There's a Batman mural gonna be po- um posted. Uh, I guess across the U.S. In major cities gonna have a Batman mural. I saw the. I saw the clip for it, and it looked pretty interesting. I mean, the commercial looked fake. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's you see the guy making the mirror on the wall, and like people come by and and post pictures, and and they mysteriously have Batman T-shirts and tattoos, and it's just. There's, they know everything that there is about Batman. I mean, I can understand there probably are Batman fans, but I doubt that they just were walking by and happened to see this mural. <laughs> I'm pretty sure fucking DC just hired a bunch of people that they probably know and told them to be in this commercial. They could have. <laughs> you don't know. No one knows what they're doing. Because <laughs> you know it's like one of those real. These are not real. These are not real act. They're not actors. They are real people. Yeah. <laughs> like bullshit. are actors. I hate those commercials. Anyway, so now I'm gonna talk about the books that I read last week. Let's do it. Now is a. Uh, the first one I'm going to talk about is Age of X-Men, Prisoner X number four. There's another one from the um from the Age of X-Men story that was talked about last week. And this one deals with uh, Bishop in prison because he fell in love with Jean Grey and in this alternate world and He's a, he was, um, you know, you're not supposed to fall in love with someone in this universe. And apparently, um, they are having sex. And it's like sex before marriage is the wrong things, according to Nate Gray. So, yeah. <laughs> he put him in prison and, and made everyone forget him. So, in this story, uh, it's just, like they have uh Bishop planning a whole bunch of um Bishop and Beast were planning to uh with the other X Men characters in the prison. They were gonna stage of like a prison fight. Yeah. So they can break out eventually and have and have the guards come in and fight them. So that's what's happening in the book and before the fight was happening, they had uh, they had Danny Moonstar and Polaris talking to each other about the memories that they had before this universe, and it was pretty interesting to see them talk. And I actually enjoyed the the conversations there, and 
Then they had the prison fight afterwards, and you also see Forge talking to Legion, and he also did talk to Bishop Bishop in the beginning, so about how he's gonna change his his um character. He's gonna change his. He's gonna learn from right from wrong, and he's gonna he's gonna have redemption. It was it was um pretty interesting conversations in there, and. I really did enjoy this one. I give it an 8.0. It wow. was it was pretty interesting to see the the prison fight break out, and I like the conversations with Forge and Bishop and Polaris and Moonstar. And it's pretty interesting that Legion is also involved in the story, and he did something to Forge in the end. So the People break out of fight the guards in the prison and it ends there. So I'm um, I'm excited to what this leads to and see what happens. Nice. Yeah, it seems pretty fun for me. Um, the next one is Black Cat number one, and this one also seemed pretty interesting for me. Um, it was the first issue of Black the Black Cat series. Um, what is it? In this story, it was um, Black Cat was in an auction, like a, some painting auction show. I mean, she, it was like a auction, a painting that she wanted, and um, she ends up stealing the painting, and the people go after her, and and they. They don't end up getting the painting. Uh, Black Cat ends up fighting the the guys that were after her because she had two friends that were helping her steal the painting, and they were driving, and she's the one that was fighting the the people that were the guys that they sent after her for stealing the painting. So yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty interesting. I liked. I liked the the story. It was. Nothing so deep, and um, at the end of the story, I also know that some relative of Black Cat's, I think it's her uncle, apparently appears in the end of the issue, saying that he wants to speak to her, and I guess we'll find out what's the reason for behind that okay. in the next issue. But for me, I actually enjoyed this. This is a good first issue, and there was a little short story in the in the after the Black Cat series. It's like a it talks about her uncle in the in the past, how he was stealing money from Dracula, and he wins. He he Ava he steals the money and runs away. But yeah, it's, it's, you get to get to know a little bit about the character, and it seems like he was a thief as well. And I think the the thief <laughs> the thief um con, uh, concept runs in the Black Cat's family. So I remember Black Cat's father was also a thief, so I guess her uncle was also a thief, and they probably worked together, and they were stealing things. And I don't know. What it has to deal with, but I gave this one an 8.0 as well. I like this one. Okay. And the art was okay. I mean, it wasn't terrible art. It was 
was passable. It looked good in some parts, and then some parts were other were not as detailed. But I enjoyed it. Okay. It looks like it'll be fun. The next one is what is it? I'll talk about Adventures of Super Sons number eleven. That's the next book. This one was uh, was was mainly about the um is mainly about because the thing is Super Superboy and Damien they have been going adventures all space and they run into these aliens that try to be the Legion of Doom characters like they were kid versions of Lex Luthor and Joker a bunch of other characters from Legion of Doom. Okay. Yeah, they they. They use some um, shapes. I mean, like some hologram, uh, like hologram thing, and they decide to make themselves look like Lex Luthor and Joker and a bunch of other characters. But yeah, apparently uh, in this issue, this will be like the next issues will be the final one. So okay. So yeah, the next issues will be the final one, but this one. Was this mostly a, a action issue? It was just the characters fighting each other. And the thing is, Rex Luthor, he's trying to go to Earth and become a villain there. He wants to take over the world in there. So, Superboy and Damien were fighting with. Uh, they were fighting with the. Because they met a Green Lantern, a kid Green Lantern. During the storyline, there was teaming up with Jonah Hex and some other character called Tommy Tomorrow, which I didn't know who that character was before, but as I read the book, I got to know a little bit of about him. And they were all teaming out to fight these Legion of Doom kids. And um, in the book, um, Rex Luthor ends up um, he ends up getting to Earth and. Um, Robin and Superboy were trying to stop him, but they end up he ends up putting those in this in between pages world, so they get into the it was kind of weird. They get stuck in between the pages, like the white space of the comic book. Okay. Yeah, it was kind of weird how. Th- yeah. yeah, and <laughs> we don't know if he what he's gonna do to Earth when when in the next issue, so. Let's see how that works out. It's just crazy how he goes through the portal and then he traps Superboy and Damien into this in-between pages where space. So I wonder how they're gonna get out in the next issue. Yeah. Because the thing is that the, the the other heroes that were helping them fight have no idea where they are, so. I don't know how they're gonna find them and and okay. fight off these Legion of Doom kids. So I gave it like a uh, 7.5 because I did enjoy the story, but the thing is, I noticed the actions were all over the place. Like one panel, you see Robin fighting one villain, and then the next panel. You see Superboy fighting one villain, and then the next panel you see, like each character already had his own action, and it's just, it's just different points of action happening 
it was not it was not near near so yeah it just kind of bothered me about that <laughs> so I don't like seeing action like that that I like to see part a point part B C D not like part a here and then part F it's just like fast forwards and I hate when that yeah. happens <laughs> But then it was like fast forwarding in the beginning, and then at the end, it was they stopped fast forwarding and they just show Robin and Superboy escaping and getting stuck in that world. So yeah, it was it was okay to me. It was alright. Yeah. I just want to see how the story concludes next week, and hopefully that will be fun. The next one is. What is it? Uh, Female Furies number five? And that deals with um, the new gods, and it plays, it takes place in the past. It takes, it's, um, it's explaining the, how the, you know, how Mr. Miracle and Big Barter and Escape um, New Gods. Dicks escape apocalypse and end up on Earth. So that deals with the um, cause things in the story. You find out one of the female Furies, um, one of the characters that were working in the female Furies ends up dying. Was it they? Big Barter ends up looking for Mr. Miracle in this issue, and because the thing is, he goes to Earth, and the thing is. Um, one of the characters, uh, tried to, uh, they were sent to try to kill him. The female Furies were sent to kill him, but Big Barter wanted to stop it from happening, and she, she'd seen that with Mr. Miracle and fought the female Furies, and they were able to, um, stop fighting and come up with a plan, and, and, um... It was pretty interesting to see that happen. Uh, they they uh, came up with a plan to fake Miss Miracle's death and get the guy who killed one of the female Furies to get killed by by um by them. So so Darkseid agreed with the plan. So he says okay to kill that that guy that killed. Ariel, that was her name. That the to kill that killed her. So they were able to plot their revenge and get him killed by the end of the issue. Um. So yeah, it was pretty interesting. I did like that Big Bar was able to get the female Furies on her side and just stop fighting and work with her. And come up with a plan. And the plan was okay. I mean, the plan was that if if I mean if um if you leave me alone, one of the female furies said that if you leave us alone and let her do our business in in apocalypse, we'll let you like stay with Mr. Miracle on Earth. So and we'll help you kill this guy that killed one of our members. So it was pretty interesting how they were able to get along and be friends and 
come up with a plan to work together and kill this guy off. So yeah, I did enjoy that one. I give that one a, a 8.0. I actually enjoyed it. So, and the next issue is going to be the last issue because it's a mini series. So I'll see how that story concludes eventually. Okay. The next one is um is Fallen World number two, and that one deals is from Valiant. It deals with Rye and Jal- it was Jalad, yeah, Jalad and and, and Rye. They fighting the father, which was the leader of um. Cause the thing is with Rye is a far future. And it's like a planet called the New Japan that was like orbiting Earth. And people were living in there. And uh, Rai takes the down. He takes he takes the king down. Because he was treating the people like crap in there. And they ends up destroying the little planet. I don't know. He has like a little planet thing. that an artificial planet. That was orbiting Earth, and um, then the um, the the planet gets destroyed and falls falls on Earth, and the people that survive end up living on Earth, and Rise is trying to like they they want to be like the new king of the people, like guide the people, and he doesn't feel that way, but. He doesn't know if he could be a good leader or stuff like that. So, um, he was fighting father because he finds out the father was was actually still alive. He thought he was dead. And he takes Bloodshot's body. And, and they're trying to fight him off. And what is it? Rye and Jalad and uh, the Geomancer, a whole bunch of other characters. They end up escaping because they feel like fighting father was too strong. Like he was sending like some blood bats or something like that. Like some weird blood creatures to fight him. <laughs> oh, it's pterodactyls. Yeah, it's pterodactyls. And they were like, it was a weird thing. And they were fighting and they were trying to escape. So they eventually did escape. And they end up talking a campfire because they were trying to escape in a plane and the plane crashed. So they end up talking a campfire. And um, father ends up meeting with um, he ends up fighting his finding his son because he has a little he has a son and um, his son is just as bad as he is and his son has a whole bunch of people that believe in the father, the king. And they want him to be the ruler again. But instead of being ruler in that little Japan, the new Japan planet that was there, they wanted to be a king on Earth. So they were talking about that. And um, I know Jalad runs into another character called War Mother, which is another character in her own series in the far. That takes place in the future, and we get to know about her. Her, she has her own city that she takes over. Um, so yeah, it's pretty interesting that. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good book. I like it. I mean, 
I like the Riot universe. I give it an 8.0. It was pretty fun for me. <laughs> I just... I, I'm just excited to see War Mother because I actually liked her in her own series and I'm excited that this character meets the other Vi and Jalad. So, I like the Valiant Universe. I think you should check out the Valiant books. They're pretty good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, those are fun. The next book I'm going to talk about is uh, is the oh, The Walking Dead. Number um, 192. Yeah, this one is gonna spoil the book free. (laughs) It's gonna be a big one. Uh, Because in this book, was it Rick ends up getting killed? Yeah. Yeah, they (laughs) kill. Because the thing is, um, Rick, they find uh, they find this town called the commonwealth and the governor is there's a governor a character called governor melton and people don't like her how she rules the town because it's a very it's a police state and people are liking the way rick rules his place and uh, apparently they had a little fight and they was able to solve it and they stopped fighting and they wanted Rick as a leader. So Rick was supposed to be leader, but the son of the governor was pissed off. And he, he didn't like that, you know, he took his mother's... He, Rick was taking his mother's power um, of, the, of, the, of the town away. So he ends up killing Rick while he was sleeping. <laughs> he, he ends up shooting him. Rick wakes up because he... He felt the bullet, and he was like, he's like, what are you doing? And he just kept shooting him, and he just died. And he, the, the, the kid leaves, and, um, <laughs> what is it? What is it? Carl wakes up, and, and he goes to see his dad in the morning. To go to, he goes to the dad's room, and he sees him as a zombie, and the thing is, Carl ends up killing the, killing his own dad as a zombie, and he starts crying. And pretty fucked up, man. It is pretty fucked up. Oh my god, this is a goddamn walk that is breaking my heart here. <laughs> so yeah, the 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 guards come upstairs and they hear a gunshot, and it's like, oh shit, Carl just killed his own father. Yeah. And they went to go find out what went on, and Carl was talking to Michonne, and he was like pissed off at the situation. And the governor finds out that it was her son that killed Rick, and they decided she put her own son in prison, and. <laughs> Yeah, she put her own son in prison, and and Carl was talking to the governor and saying, like, he's really pissed off that, you know, she just lets her son do whatever he wants here. And do you think he, I mean, he's, like, wondering if she's still going to be leader. And now that, you know, Rick is, because the, the plan was for Rick to be the leader, and he died, and that's not going to happen. <laughs> 
So I don't know if she's going to end up staying as the leader of the, this town. So yeah, because apparently Rick was end up being the leader of both places. And I guess merge the two cities into one place. I don't know if that's the plan was, but um So yeah, and the end at the end of the book, um since all the people in that town loved him, they decided to uh they decided to take the um Rick's body and try to bury it in Alexandria. But um but Carl while he was while it was um horse riding over there he ends up falling off the horse and um Michelle went to go like go after him and he ends up getting he gets up he starts crying he says that he wants to kill himself cause he didn't, he doesn't think he could live without his father and it just ends there and it's like it's like damn I give this a 9.0. It was like the best book I read that that week. It was the best book for me. Um, so yeah, it was pretty gut I was like hurting me. <laughs> like breaking my heart here. But yeah, it was, it was sad to see Rick get killed. And I'm not sure they doing this because of the TV show. I mean, I know they didn't. They didn't kill, huh? I hope they. I mean, I'm not sure they, cause I know they got rid of. They didn't kill him, but he just got. He just went to a helicopter or whatever. Um. Yeah. I'm not sure if they decided to. I mean, I'm not sure Robert Kirkman decided to kill off Rick, and I'm not sure if they end up killing off Carl. Like, is Carl gonna actually commit suicide? Yeah. So I'm not sure if he's gonna parallel to the TV show where Carl and Rick is not no longer part of the world. I mean, Walking Dead. So it would be interesting to see that. I mean, I'm not. Sh- I can understand why Carl would probably kill himself at this point because he had killed his father and uh, he had to live without his mother and the, the, his. His sister, because I know in the comic book, I mean, yeah, his mother and his sister, she ended up getting killed when she was a she was a baby. So yeah, I know it happened differently in the comic book than the TV show. Sometimes I forget that it actually happened differently because I when I was talking to my boyfriend, I was like, I remember he he killed his mother, and it's like, oh, no, wait a minute, that didn't happen in the comic book, that only happened in the TV show. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty different. The governor ends up killing the mother, so... So, yeah. It's it's, it's pretty heartbreaking for him to do, go through that. And I can understand if he wants to kill himself, even though maybe <laughs> that's what he shouldn't do, but... I understand he'll ends up doing it. <laughs> He's gonna break my heart again. <laughs> yeah. Tired to shreds in this book. That's what he needs to do. All right, the next one is uh is Army of Darkness um, slash Boba Hotep number four. Is this Army of Darkness is in Evil Dead? 
Yeah, it's Evil Dead. They just gave it that name because that was that's what it was called in the third one. Yeah. The third one was called Army of Darkness, and they I know the comic books they switch on and off. They either call it Ash or yeah. Army of Darkness. They can never decide on a freaking title. It gets annoying. Uh, but yeah, we either call it Ash or Evil Dead or Army of Darkness. It's one of those three. Yeah. But yeah, this one was um, he meets the Elvis in the in the um, in the past, and the thing is, a whole bunch of Nemecron zombies end up going in the past to kill um Elvis and. And Ash ends up saving him in the past. And the uh, in this issue, this is the final issue of the series, and um they end up going to the future and Ash ends up going to the future and to kill the the, the Nemecon demons and um we end up seeing Elvis um helping he ends up help the he ends up helping Ash defeat the Nemecron demons, and they end up going off to their adventures. Like they the story is supposed to continue off, and I didn't like this one. I gave it a 6.0. I just the art was great, but the story was so rushed, and it's just like I thought this. I wasn't sure. I thought this issue, I thought this issue was supposed to be five issues, and I think that it didn't sell well, so they just cut it to four, and they decided to rush the story, and okay. it's just so weird because Elvis is, Elvis is, Elvis Presley is dead, he's not alive, so this story is supposed to take place in modern time. And I noticed they, I know they did go to the past and then he goes to the future, I mean present time, to fight the demons and then all of a sudden Elvis appears out of nowhere and Ash is like, Oh, how are you alive? I don't I I'll explain that later and it's never explained. I was just like, Okay, he's never explained it and they after they defeat the demons, uh Ash said they have to drive off somewhere and they don't tell you and and Elvis tries to join in him with him in the car, and they drive off the road, and it's like end of the book. So they just fought a bunch of demons, and the book ends, and it's like wow, this is terrible. <laughs> so yeah, I was because I was liking the first few issues, but then it just started turning into crap on the third and fourth one, and it's just ugh. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I just kind of disappointed because I would like to see the relationships I like to see I like I want to see more interaction with with um Ash and Elvis talking to each other because okay. the bubble hole tap was a uh, I found that was an old movie that it was a uh, Bruce Campbell was playing as Elvis Presley it was like a horror movie that makes a bit more sense yeah it was a horror movie and he was fighting demons it was weird because it's like Elvis fighting demons. And I'm like, I wish it's, I was like, I, <laughs> I wish I kind of saw that movie back then. 
Because I didn't know what Boba Hell Tap was. I'm like, what the hell is that? It's like a guy just in Elvis, and I went to go look at Wikipedia, and it was about, it was like an Elvis Presley fighting demons, and Bruce Campbell was playing as Elvis. So it's like, in here, it's like Bruce Campbell meets Bruce Campbell. It's two different characters. I thought it would be an interesting book, but it didn't, it didn't turn out to be that way. It was disappointing. I want them to make a movie where Bruce Campbell is both of them. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <That'd> be <hilarious. laughs> yep, he'll be beating himself. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that'd be awesome. He loves that shit. Yeah. Right, next book. Alright, I'm gonna go back to the Dead Man Logan because now I found the book and now I remember what's going on. So yeah, Sabretooth is, um, he meets with a whole bunch of Campbellist guys and and they wanted to eat him, but instead he ends up fucking eating them back. <laughs> They're gonna try to kill him and he ends up killing. He ends up eating them. So yeah, and then he wants to go after Vorine because uh, old man. Lo- I mean, old man Logan ends up going back in his original timeline. He was in the. He's in the 616 universe, and now he's in the, he's in the, um, his own timeline, his own universe, and, what is it, um, so yeah, we end up, we also end up, he's looking for, uh, Logan, and, the story does cut off, and you see, uh, Logan talking with Danny Cage, which is Luke Cage's daughter, and they're trying to protect um a little one of Bruce Banner's kids, is like a Hulk kid, and the reason why they're protecting him because um the Hulk. At the end of old, old Man Logan, yeah. Huh? Is it the same one that uh, Wolverine grabs at the end of Old Man Logan? Yeah, it is the same one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's the same exact one. The thing is, the kid got older, a little bit older, not that much older, like a teenager. And the thing is, um, everybody wants to kill him, and they're oh man, I mean Logan and and Danny Cage are trying to uh, protect him while people are trying to kill him, and because the thing is, they're they're. They have the fear that 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 kid Hulk is gonna end up growing up and become a danger to the to the planet. So so um they end up they trying to protect him. Logan and Danny Cage are trying to protect him, and then there's some type of um some type of place they run into uh. With um, apparently someone created a, a Hulk-like being that, that can take down that Hulk. It's like a pink. It's like a pink Hulk. It's kind of weird. It is a pink Hulk, and they're they're trying to fight. And uh, in the end of the book, Logan's um intestine gets ripped out. And Wolverine's gonna try to survive that. Apparently, it cuts off. 
So I gave this one an 8.0. I like it. It was um it was interesting. The fighting the action was pretty fun and um it's a lot going on and and um what is it? It was it was crazy to see uh Wolverine's um intestines get ripped off in there at the end of the book and it's just like I was I am kinda worried what's gonna happen in the next book because the thing is Logan's hitting factor is uh depleting, like he's actually dying. There's that much left to live. And that's the reason why he wants to come back to the world because uh he wants to spend his final moments with Danny Cage and the little Hulk child. He wants to spend his final moments in his universe. So Danny Cage thought he abandoned him. I mean, abandoned her. But he really didn't. He's just that when Secret Wars is happening and Frank Rich is recreating the universe, he accidentally put Old Man Logan inside. The 616 universe, and he was stuck there. And now he found he found a way to escape, and now he's there. And apparently, Sabretooth is looking for him because now he finds out he's back. And I don't know if he's gonna find them. We don't, because it cuts off after he eats those people. He just it cuts off to Logan. So I want I will see what happens with with Sabretooth and. Now these people who were trying to kill the Hulk kid. Let's see what happens with that. So it seems like a pretty interesting book. I like it. Okay. Yeah, I can't wait to see what happens in the next one. Um, so the next one is Batman slash Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 number, number 2. And this one was okay. I gave this one a 7.5. Or a 7.0, actually. <laughs> the art is good. <laughs> it's just that the story is very confusing. Because, um... What is it? Rafi, like, Raphael from the old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, the first series. Ever. Like, from the old ones. He ends up appearing in this world, cause this is there's a world where uh um that the Bat Batman and the Ninja Turtle characters are combined. Okay. You have Joker combined with Shredder, and then you have uh you have Batman in there, and Splinter is combined with Alfred. Then you have the four Robins combined with the Ninja Turtles. So you have Nightwing combined with Leonardo. Frank Hood combined with Raphael. Michelangelo combined with Damien. And then you have Donatello combined with Tim Drake Robin. Alright. So That's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, that, that concept is really cool. I think it's very interesting. It's just the execution is just like really... Uh, not all that out there. Okay. Because the thing is, uh, in the book, the old Raphael comes to that world and explains to the uh, that there's this Krang, but he's like a uh, anti-monitor Krang. And the thing is, the Ninja um, Raphael explains that 
that Krang and Anti Monitor, the Krang Anti Monitor character, is from their world, but they don't even know him. And they said that he created this universe. I'm like, if he created this universe, then how the hell is he from that world? And it's just confused the hell out of me. They, I don't think the writer <laughs> knew what he was writing, and I think he caused out his own plot hole. Yeah. Okay. That's that's lazy. <laughs> Lazy writing. Yes, he causes his own plot hole in the story, and that just made me not like the story as much. That's fair. So yeah, I thought it was okay. I gave, I I gave it a 7.0. It's just I'm just hoping the next show I will enjoy it a little bit more, because I do like some parts of it. I mean, it's pretty interesting to see the 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 characters combine together, and it's just it's. It was um, Raphael did explain that this, that the world is not supposed to be combined. Is your guys supposed to be separate? And he did explain his origin, the Ninja Turtles origin story, and yeah. he explained Batman's origin story. That's another part. It was retelling origin stories, and it was like, oh, I know this already. Stop it. Yeah, it's been useless. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was kind of. A bit rough, and I was looking forward to this one. That's was, yeah. I was kind of disappointed. Okay. The next one is next one. is Justice League number twenty five, which was a sort of disappointing. When I give this one seven point five as well. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, because I like this one has two stories. The the first one is is it deals with the thing is, the Justice League are in this alternate world called a Sixth Dimension, and was it there? Batman is to talk about the World Forger about this place, and he wants to uh, get get rid of the Justice League, and Batman decides to uh, go along with him. Okay. And all right, so the Justice League number twenty-five is just it was about. The thing is, Batman and Justice League, they end up going to a, a world that's in the future. And uh, it's they end up um, finding out that the world is corrupt. And no. <laughs> so, yeah, they, the, they end up fighting the Justice League of that place. And Batman fakes he fakes his betrayal like he says cause the thing is the there's a guy called the world forger there and he told batman that he will recreate the world in his image whatever you want because okay. he wants to make the world peaceful and he thinks the world is corrupt is in his place and the thing is the justice doesn't want to get rid of the world that they live in so <laughs> so Batman, they, the thing is, they what's messed up? They trapped Superman in this um out of space place, and where he's where the gravity pulls him into the center, and he can never get out because the gravity keeps pulling him back. Yeah. <laughs> so Batman, this Batman said they would join this guy, the World Forger, and. And the thing is, um, 
what he decided to create was for was to have sons in the where Superman is and Superman saw a whole bunch of sons and he was able to escape the gravity thing broke off and he was able to Superman was able to escape that gravity um place that was pulling him back and forth and he ended up in the in the world where the rest of the Justice League is at and I thought that was cool that Batman decided to play off that he was portraying the Justice League. Because I thought he was going to portray the Justice League and that was going to piss me off. <laughs> and I should have known that the writer was going to trick me. So, so yeah. It was a good plot twist for me. I actually enjoyed that. And... I did like, you know, how Batman was able to trick the villain into thinking for that. And then they end up defeating the Justice League. And and by accident, they got erased from the timeline. From I mean, the, the future Justice League got erased in that timeline. And that, that, that world no longer exists. And the Justice League decides to give the World Forger a second chance. And bring him to their earth. And. He joins the Justice League. And I think that was pretty interesting. Because he did want to make the world a better place. Yeah. But he wants to get rid of. <laughs> he wants to reboot the whole world. And I don't think the Justice League was cool with that. So. Probably not. <laughs> so yeah. So they. That part was cool. I liked that part. It's just when it gets to the second story, because it was a 40-page story, and the second part was just talking about when when the Justice League returned to Earth, they found out that they've been gone for weeks. They thought they would appear <laughs> in the same the next like the they thought it was gonna be the same time point from when they left. But they found out it's been weeks since it's been gone. And they found out that the things Mira and Star Starman was fighting Mixaplik and Lex Luthor end up I mean his Legion of Doom end up helping Mira and and Starman defeat uh, Mixaplik with Batmite and then was it they find out that Lex in the next couple of weeks Lex Luthor ends up killing himself to become this evil Lex Luthor that that story is just stupid but anyway (laughs) (laughs) his plan is that he ends up selling his own company to the world like anybody could buy his company and then um he also put that um that uh that, that he's gonna release he decided to release this um this like this this secret whoever owns this company will find out the secret to become villains of this world because apparently the only way to save the world is to become villains and it's like oh god. So, 
So Just League has to try to stop this thing from happening. Like, he's going to spread out to the world on how to be a villain. And it's just... It doesn't seem like an interesting story to me. It's just... I don't like this year, year of the villain storyline. Because it's just... The whole entire Legion of Doom is all a whole bunch of one-dimensional characters. They're making them. And... I don't like to see an evil Lex like that. I mean, because I know he, I know in the New 52, he ends up turning to a good guy and he becomes like a Superman character. I mean, I don't know if you've seen that, but he was, uh, he was a good guy for a while. And then yeah. Scott Snyder comes in and tells, turns him into to a bad guy again. And it just didn't like that to me. It felt out of, char- out of character for yeah. The new 52 Lex Luthor. I can understand they're doing the old one, like the pre-52, but the, this new, the new universe, I don't, I don't agree with that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it just throws me off, and that's why I decided to give it 7.5 because I enjoy the first story, but I didn't enjoy the second one. Fair enough. So the next one is um, Shazam number six, and that one. That one was I gave it eight point I actually enjoy that one. Okay. Yeah, cause um, what is it? Billy and and Mary Marvel they end up um, yeah, Shazam. They end up escaping the the Wonderland's place. I mean, that's what I think that's what it's called. Anyways, um, they end up escaping the the place. And then they they notice that because um, the thing is Billy Batson's father ends up coming to the house and he's looking for Billy, but the parents don't know where Billy and the rest of the kids are because they got they found this world with a whole bunch of weird things there because it's like there's one place with anthropomorphic animals, there's one place like a video game world. There's one place where there's just a whole bunch of kids that gets to be kids, kids for all their lives and leave their parents to be. It's like a uh, a theme park, like a they like with rides and stuff like that. And there's a yeah. king kid, and he just, he wants to be a kid forever because he hate that his parents always told him what to do and. He had fucked up parents, so he decides to leave and ends up going to this world. And the thing is, what's fucked up is that when the kids grow up, he makes them as slaves. So, (laughs) so, um, what is it? Shazam and Mary Marvel, they end up escaping out of nowhere because they were fighting off the king kid and all of a sudden they disappeared to back home and they find out that I mean Billy finds out his dad is there and he talks to his dad and his dad talks about um that he couldn't take that he um the reason why he got adopted because um he was in prison and the mother was um was taking care of him by himself, so you end up putting him for adoption. 
I think that's what happened because they don't tell you the mother's story, <laughs> but they tell you the father's story that because they they were they end up making a child, and for their their parents never accepted them being together, so they had to support the the, the kid by themselves. They had no way to support it, and. The only way he was supporting him, supporting Billy was when he was a baby, was he went to go steal stuff, like steal, like steal stuff for money to support him. And one day he ends up stealing something and gets caught by the cops and gets to put in prison. So the father's in prison while the mother is being a single parent taking care of Billy. And I think that made her decide I can't take care of this kid. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put him for adoption. Okay. So yeah, it was a pretty emotional story to see that. And was it Billy? Um, Billy's father wants a chance to uh, look for the mother because now he got out of prison. He, he he did his redemption. Like he did good in prison and. Now they, they let him out, and now he wants to take care of Billy again. He wants a second chance of taking care of Billy. And find the mother, because the mother is somewhere else. So, uh, Billy, hasn't, Billy hasn't decided if he wants to be with his dad and mother again, or he wants to be with his, um, his foster parents and the children. So... Um. So yeah, that he hasn't decided yet. And they were they were just to explain that story. And um, Mary Marvel decided to tell her foster parents. They were, um, the foster parents were wondering where's the other kids, because they got stuck in the world. They had they didn't escape yet, like Billy and Mary. And <clears throat> so. Yeah, they 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 end up escaping, and then uh, Mary decides to tell the parents that they're superheroes, and they're st- the rest of the kids are stuck in their world, and we have to try to save them because yeah, they end up they're stuck there, and we also get to see some action scenes with Black Adam fighting Doctor Savannah, but they didn't. Okay. Yeah, but we that fight didn't finish, so I have to wait to see what happens in the next issue for that one. Because oh, okay. Black Adam wants to take away the powers of Shazam from everybody. There's no, I don't know what's the reason for that, but I guess I'll find out. But it was fun. I gave this one an 8.0. I actually enjoyed the story with Shazam and his father. Nice. So it was pretty fun to see that. It was different from the movie because I noticed in the movie the parents were fucked up <laughs> yeah and it was like the mother didn't want to take care of him at all so yeah. that was a pretty dark story but here this one was a different story yeah and it was it seemed like his parents are more caring it's just that they end up doing bad things because taking care of a kid is pretty hard <laughs> yeah the next one's um I'm gonna go to the next book is Incredible Hulk The Last Call number one. Which was a one shot. Yep. 
and the one shot it was it was a it was it was a weird one shot. I don't know why they made this out to one shot because they have a they have the Immortal Hulk series. Um, but this one shot was from Peter David, and I like that one because uh, I like this more than the other Hulk series. I don't really don't like Immortal Hulk. Um, this one is, I don't know if it takes place in the past, but it looks like it does. Um, Bruce Banner ends up calling the suicide hotline. And he asks a girl what, he asks a girl who works there on what he should do because, um, he wants to kill himself. And the thing is, he's been trying to kill himself many ways, and he just doesn't, he doesn't die. He stays alive. And he he's has one final stretch, like he wants, he asks Deadpool to kill him. <laughs> but, um, Deadpool doesn't end up killing him, though, in the end of the book. But, um... Um, Bruce Banner decides to talk to the girl, the suicide hotline, and he sees himself as a monster, and he doesn't think he should be here, and he said that he caused so many bad things to happen, and he's just tired of it. So, um, he talks about Betty Ross, and how, he also talks about Betty Ross, and how much he loves her, and he he feels like he ruined her life, because she ends up Turns into some harp. It's also about in the past that she she turns up. She turns into this harpy like like some green harp, like green bird monster thing. And <laughs> yeah, I I read that it actually happened in the old comic books that she turns into like a bird green hawk thing and she ends up fighting the Hulk. So yeah, that happens in the book. Like he discusses the past, and he talks about that, and uh, he talks about how he ruined her life, and he he did fight her off and saved her, but he feels bad because he he feels like he he wasn't supposed to be like she wasn't supposed to be with him, and he felt like he ruined his her life from from. Because the thing is, um, her father, um, Thunderbolt Ross, wanted her to fall in love with somebody else named Tabit, and she fell in love with Bruce Banner, and and their life was very different. She had to, like, live with the life of a superhero, I mean, Hulk. <laughs> and that, that comes with danger, and he was afraid that he actually ruined her life, and they're not together anymore, and it's just he wants to kill himself because he's he's a danger to himself, and he doesn't want to be the Hulk anymore. So it was pretty interesting because a girl was trying to convince him to not kill himself, and they said that a lot of pe- she said a lot of people looked up to him, and he's a great hero. He he does a lot for people, and and towards the end of the story, um, um, Jacqueline, I think, is Hyde. 
um, th- th- um, Hyde. There's a villain called Jericho and Hyde. So see, like, the, yeah, based on that that Jericho and Hyde character. Um, so yeah, he ends up going after the girl because he went out on a date with that girl that works in the suicide hotline, and she rejected him, and he was pissed off about that in the beginning of the story, and then. So yeah, he ends up going over there to attack the girl, and Hulk ends up saving him, and decides not, not saving him, saving her, saving her, and decides not to kill himself, and and realizes that he actually is a hero, and he can actually do better for himself. Sorry about that. Um. So yeah. So yeah, it was a pretty interesting story. I liked. I like to see them. I'm not sure this was a suicide prevention one shot issue, but but it was uh it was pretty interesting. I liked it. I mean, I liked I liked seeing the hero side of Hulk, and I do like I it was very well written, and the art was pretty good as well. I really liked it. I enjoyed this more than than the. Immortal Hulk. I wish Peter David was writing the main Hulk series because in in the Immortal Hulk series, he's excuse me, the Hulk is like a villain in there. He's just doing things he's not supposed to be doing, and I just don't like that. I just don't like that book. And and here he's actually written as like a hero, and I I do like that one flaw that. Bruce Banner always has that he always feel like he sees himself as a monster, but he really isn't, and he tries to do better, and that's what he actually did, and I actually enjoyed it. So I gave this one an 8.0. The next one is is Marvel Team Up number three, and this one is with um, it deals with. Uh, Miss Marvel and Spider-Man, because this is a Miss Marvel team-up book. Yeah. So each, each, um, I guess at each three issues, she teams up with another hero. So she's been teaming up with Spider-Man in this issue, and and um, she then the in the previous two issues, they end up switching bodies because the jackals switched their bodies. So Miss Marvel's in Spider-Man's body and Spider-Man is in Miss Marvel's body. So they end up talking. <clears throat> they end up finding a doctor that can help them, because the, the Jackal kids not kidnaps a doctor that made this experiment. People can clone themselves and give information to the clone, so they could keep on living. So. So Jacko wanted to use that, and it's, the experiment was not fully made right because it's, instead of doing that, it switched bodies. So yeah, <laughs> so yeah, they find the doc, they to rescue the doctor from the jackal, and then the doctor ends up switching the bodies back of Miss Marvel and Spider Man, and. They end up going on with their adventures. That was <laughs> so. 
<clears throat> it was a pretty interesting book. I mean, I like, I enjoyed it. it was, I gave it an 8.0. And it was nice to see the story, because I mean, the story was going on for, th- for three ish. The storyline was three issues, and to see the conclusion was pretty nice, because I liked the interactions with how Spider Man was living Miss Marvel's um, life, and Spider Man, I mean, Miss Marvel was living Spider Man's life, and it was pretty interesting to see that. And I actually enjoyed that, because they had a. They had a switch when they switched bodies. They had a <laughs> Miss Marvel had to go to school and Peter Parker had to go, um, go for a job interview and that was pretty interesting to see that go on. So they were living each other's lives and see how it is. So it was pretty. I liked that part. It was pretty fun to see that and then <laughs> and then uh. Yeah, it was pretty fun to see that, and they fought off the jackal. That was pretty fun, and the only part I did not like was that by the end of the book, when they switched the bodies back, uh, they don't remember any of those things that that happened. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I was kind of disappointed that all of that stuff that happened, they don't remember happened. Yeah. So, and it was disappointing that. Peter, I mean, Miss Marvel finds out that Spider-Man is Peter Parker during the storyline, and now she doesn't know who he is again. Yeah, she conveniently forgets. And I'm like, okay, you guys are just... I just get annoyed that no one knows who Spider-Man is again. It's just so freaking annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you heard about the One More Day thing that deal that he did with Mephisto. No, I haven't heard that. That, uh... That Peter Parker and Mary Jane no longer married, and they got back together eventually. It took them a while, but they were they were broken up, and no one knows who Peter Parker is. Means that Spider Man is Peter Parker. It's been like that for freaking years. Yeah. Yeah. So. Interesting. I don't like that. No one, not everyone, forgot who um, Spider-Man is. It's really annoying, and they did that once again here. It's just uh, really annoying. Yeah. So yeah, so that one was pretty fun. I actually, and the art was pretty well done too for that one. Um, the next one is um, Old Man Quill number six, and this one deals with in the Old Man Logan universe and. Old Man Quill number six is um is in the Old Man Logan universe, and it it in the story um he fights some um character called Polestar, and he's from Shire. He's from the Gladiator team, and Gladiator is going after them, which they haven't explained why they're going after them, but. I think because <laughs> I think because they work. I think Gladiator works for the church, some church armada um, organization that that kills um, that kills Peter um, Peter Quill's family in the beginning in the first issue. Then his family ends up getting killed. Well, his whole entire planet gets killed. So 
Peter Quill teams up with the Guardians of the Galaxy and they end up landing on Earth to find to find the Church Armada to look for them the people that killed his family and Gladiator is after them for some reason they haven't explained yet I think he's working for them I'm not sure but he sends up a character named Polestar and Polestar fights uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy and they, they end up defeating him after they defeat him um, I find out in the end of the book that the queen for the from the Church Armada works for Galactus and now I know why the whole planet was extinct because I think Galactus killed everyone in there so yeah, because the thing is they didn't show that in the first issue, and now's when I find out that's how it all happened. So yeah, it's it was it was pretty interesting. I gave this one like a I gave it a seven point five. I enjoyed this one. I just didn't. This this one thing that just kind of annoyed me that I didn't like that uh Mantis was using telekinesis in there. She doesn't have telekinesis. I just don't understand. They don't. Yeah, that's a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, because she just had um empathy powers. And that's yeah. not that's not the same as um telekinesis or telepathy. And it's just like oh, they were just using it just to get out of the way from the story to defeat yeah. to defeat the character that that they were struggling with. I don't know what it was, but that was annoying. But I enjoyed it for what it was. But that's about it. They're doing stuff in the Old Man Logan universe. Yeah, they are expanding it because um, they had an old, old Man Hawkeye series for 12 issues, and that was pretty fun. You should check that one out. That one was pretty fun. So they've been expanding this universe. I don't know. I hope they do more with it in the future. Yeah, for sure. Cause, I like it a lot. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I, I mean, the the movie was based off of it, the Logan movie. Yeah, so, yeah. Obviously, yeah. I, I, I really like that movie as well, actually. Yeah, that, to me, it's the best Fox X Men movie. Oh, yeah, by a mile. <laughs> that, and, um, yeah. yeah. That and Deadpool was the best one. Alright, I'll talk about Savage Avengers number two, which I found was pretty much okay. Uh,. It was. I gave it a uh, 7.5. I didn't like it too much. I mean, they, they um, Wolverine and um, it was Wolverine and Doctor Voodoo were actually was still fighting the, the villain that they were fighting the previous issue because uh, there's a villain that had killed um, Wolverine's close friend, and Wolverine went to go after him. He bumped into uh, Dr. Voodoo. Dr. Voodoo was also involved. Like, he knew the person as well, so... He went to go go find out who's been killing... Who's been killing people, and... He's like, I don't know, stealing their souls or something like that. His name was Kulan Gaff. That's what it was. He's like a guy who steals... um, He steals... uh, Souls, I think. Okay. No, no, he steals bot. Yeah, he was stealing dead bodies, and I think he's gonna use it for something. Um, 
So yeah, there's one part I did not like was that Warren, because the, the thing is, Doctor Voodoo was dying and Warren decided to give his blood to uh <laughs> to Doctor Voodoo to heal him back and make him come back to life. Oh, what? Yeah, that's that. no, we can't do that. That's not how his powers work. He doesn't have healing powers like he could give it to someone else. He could like if he was able to give his blood to somebody else, he that person would all of a sudden have a healing factor of blood. That's not how it works, no. Right? If that was the case, he would have been donating blood a long time ago. <laughs> so yeah, it was a bit ridiculous that part, but <laughs> everything else is cool. I mean the fighting scenes were were, were cool with Wolverine and it was mostly an action issue, and the art wasn't. It was bad. I actually liked it. It was pretty impressive. Okay. But I just didn't like that whole Wolverine uh, <laughs> healing Doctor Voodoo back to life with yeah. his blood. Because he put like he put his his blood inside his heart, and it just like because his heart was like not beating anymore, so he decided Wolverine decides to put his blood on his heart and. For some reason, his heart started beeping again. I was like, oh, God. And the ending scene did, um, did uh, grab me and like, wanted me to keep on reading the next, to get the next issue because uh, okay. the thing is, this villain ended up stealing uh punishers um family members like their dead bodies like his wife and two kids oh, yeah his, his their bodies were stolen from the grave oh that's not very cool yeah so <laughs> <laughs> all right see so, yeah too happy about that knowing punisher yeah he was definitely not too happy about that <laughs> So he's been going after them. He's he was fighting the the hand in the end because this villain decided to hire the hand to help him get these dead bodies that he can take. Okay. Yeah. It's a it's a, it was two villains actually the sickle priest and um and the Colin Gaff are working together and there we find out that the Colin Gaff was he because we find out the origins of the sick um the sickle priest. And Colicraft created him by making him into a villain. Like he, the the sickle priest, um, goes to the savage land, and ends up bumping into that guy, Colicraft, and the Colicraft turns into a sick, crazy, um, catching souls kind of person. But yeah. <laughs> so it was pretty interesting to see the origin story of that villain and. It was it was pretty good. I mean, I I that was okay, but I still enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah. Uh, the next issue is uh, Spider Gwen Ghost Spider number nine. Nice. This one was alright as well. Okay. <laughs> this one I gave it a seven point five as well. Spider Gwen, she she there was people attacking on there was people attacking not as yeah, that's the criminals attacking her concert because Spider Gwen had her, she had a concert with Mary Jane and and there was criminals there that 
um, blew up the the concert. So lucky enough, I don't know how, but Gwen was able to she was able to uh, protect her friends with her with a web thing. Like I means like she she puts the spider webs on the on the con like the wall on the the entrance where the, the band is playing. Yeah. And somehow that protect the explosion from from them. It's just like I don't think webbing is that protective, but okay. <laughs> yeah, so the 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 audience got for dead, of course, but she was able to save her band members. So Yeah. So Mary Jane and the other character all the band members that she has are alive. So Gwen was able to save them. And Gwen decides to do some investigations about who who could have done this. Like she goes looking at computer like the police files and look for any police records and see if it has anything to, any leads to to the to the concert bombing and she was able to f- um, find the base of where the killer can be, the person who planned it, and she ended up finding out it was uh, Manwolf. It's like a, it's um, John John um, J Jonah James's son, but it's from the, it's not from Six One Six universe. It's actually from Spider Gwen's universe. So, yeah, so. He's a villain in this universe, and they were fighting each other, and she was able to take him down, and and uh, she went to go visit uh, Harry Osborn at the end, because he was, he was in the audience, but somehow he survived, but there's other people that didn't survive. It's like, oh great, make the important characters survive, but not the civilians. <laughs> Well, I get plot armor, man. <laughs> yeah, plot armor. <laughs> That's why I thought it was okay, because it, it did give uh, some plot armor involved in this book, and it just, uh, I don't like plot armor. It's just a little bit of annoying. But it was still fun to enjoy. I mean, I did like I did like the the fighting scene with Spider-Gwen and Man-Wolf. That was pretty cool. So yeah, that was enjoyable, but other than that, it was okay. And now that, that ended there. She just with her band members. They were all visiting. Um, yeah, because I think she let the cops catch her man wolf. Yeah, because she called the cops. She called her father, and then she went to go to the hospital to see Harry Osborne with her friends. And that was it. So. I'll see what I don't know what the next issues will be about, so I guess I'll just have to wait and see, because yeah. doesn't doesn't give you a cliffhanger or anything. Oh. Okay. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I know most issues end with a cliffhanger, and this one just it ends in the hospital. That's it, and they already capture the villain. <laughs> so I guess <laughs> like okay, so what's the next story gonna be about? I don't know. Uh. So the next issue is. Dreamy number 10, which is a vertical book, and it's from the Sandman universe. I gave this one a 7.5 as well, and 
the reason why I gave it seven point five is well the story was was above average. It was not that great. It was okay. Um, what is it? I always forget the characters in this freaking book. Um, well, oh god, totally forgot the characters name. This is terrible. I'll just look it look it up. <laughs> I just know the main character of the story. She's looking for she's looking for the for the dreamer, the guy who's in charge in charge of the of the 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 dreaming world that they're from. They were yeah, she's looking for him because they need his help because the world is in chaoticness and um she just so yeah they're they're after, they need him to balance the world because he. They know that he left, but now they're trying to look for him. And what is it? Uh, she goes to the to look for him, and she she goes to the place and meets Bland the the rhymer. And that character was pretty funny because uh, he was trying to rhyme his sentences, and he hated it. He hated that everything that comes out of his mouth is a rhyme, and he would start cursing. That would get annoying, though. Yeah, because. <laughs> <laughs> Everything like he has to speak in rhymes and he hates it with such passion. I don't blame him. <laughs> oh my god, it's pretty. F- that was just that was cracking me up a lot uh, the whole time, and it's just funny how the character is reacting to the way he he behaves himself. <laughs> so it, it's like, and the thing is, the girl is telling him the main character of the book is telling him. If you hate it so much, why do you still speak this way? He's like, I can't stop it. I have to speak this way. <laughs> yeah. And it was like this guy named the Master Neolard. He was, he was also there, and he would just, he had like very bad breath, and he would puke on, on the main character. It was pretty funny. <laughs> Because she was like, oh, you got bad breath, and you started puking, and I was like, gross, god damn it. <laughs> oh, man. And um, there's also the artificial intelligence that's um, taking taking control of the dreaming world at, for a temporary time, and so they find out, the, they find the guy who's, who was formerly in charge. They were, they were trying to find... While they're trying to find him, they have this character called Artificial Intelligence, and she's speaking with Abel, and they're you know, they're talking to each other, and she's talking about how she doesn't get this world because she knows in this dream world things don't make sense here, and he he is explaining to her that's how dreams actually work. They don't make much sense at all. They're just things in your brain that's un- this one, the unconscious mind, and just yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, people should know what basically a dream is at this point. It's not supposed to make any sense, <laughs> but yeah. So they was trying to, he was trying to explain that to her because she wasn't getting why it doesn't make any sense. So he was able to explain it to her. Okay. Yeah, because she's in the dreaming world and she sees that. She sees people going through stuff, but they're dreaming, and she's trying to find out the meaning of the dreams, but she finds out she can't because none of the dreams actually make sense. So, yeah, it was pretty interesting to see that happening. So, 
it was still enjoyable, but not that much enjoyable because not much happened. I mean, the last issue they were still looking for the character, but it was looking for yeah, they was looking for the the dream of endless. I I see the 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 name here, but yeah, they was looking for the dream of endless in the last issue, but they were looking for him somewhere else. And they found out he was not there. So you're looking at a lot of location. She doesn't find him there either. So it's like I, it's like another filler to me. And it's just kind of that's what kind of disappoints me. <laughs> I don't know when she's gonna find a dream. A yeah. dream. So I ho- I hope she finds him eventually. Oh, is Dora is her name. Dora. I have to try to remember these characters' names. I read so many books and end up forgetting the characters' names. So it's okay. <laughs> the next one is Young Justice number six. And I gave this one a 7.0. It was okay. Um, it's just that the story for this one is that they're the um, you see the young just all the young justice members have met each other and they're talking to how how they start remembering things and we found that we we do find out the story of Superboy Connor Kent um he said that he just appeared out of nowhere like in the Like, he just ended up, yeah, like, he just appeared, and he was with, he was with the Star Labs, like, he was, a, yeah, he was in the Star Labs, and then all of the next minute, he was in the, um, he ends up in the gem world after he escapes from Star Labs. Bruh. So, he has no idea where he comes from, he just know he appeared, and in the Star Labs. He has no idea where he comes from. So, I think because he's basically, because I remember in the pre-52, he was a clone of Lex Luthor and Superman. So, I don't know if the new 52 is the same thing. But I'm thinking it is. And, um, he ends up going to the gem world and he sees this girl getting um, beat up by some knights and Superboy ends up saving her and and decides to pretend to be her husband oh yeah cause that's, <laughs> I guess he's just using it as to, to intimidate them cause cause the thing is the girl the girl was pregnant the, the girl was getting beat up she, she was getting the woman was getting beat up by the knights, like some knights yeah. that were roughing up on her, and Superboy ends up protecting her. And they was they was asking, "Oh, how could you be a oh have a child and have no mate with you?" And there's like, but then Superboy's, "I'm her husband," so <laughs> so he was he was he decided to protect her and. To pretend to be her husband and live with her for quite a while. So yeah, he was raising the child and that was it. So it's pretty different. Yeah, it was pretty different. I thought the kid was actually his. I was getting disappointed from the previous issues because 
I was hoping him for them to be with uh, with Wonder Girl, because uh, uh, Cassie and because in the pre fifty two they were together in a relationship, and I did like that. And I was hoping New Fifty Two they were actually transferred over. And I saw him with a different girl and a child, and I was like, oh man. But then I found out that he was only pretending to be her husband, so. I found that pretty interesting that he was not that was not really his kid. I thought that was gonna be his kid, and he did not lo- he did not love the the woman. He was just protecting her for the time being. Yeah. But it's just weird is that <laughs> what is it? Um, he decides to leave the the gems place, and it's just like okay, she doesn't need your protection anymore. Does she only need it temporarily? But they don't explain that, so it's like okay, whatever. It was only a little story that served his purpose, I guess. And there was a there's a new character called a Teen Lantern. She has she's a uh, teenager with Green Lantern powers, and she tells her origin story in this book. And she said that she had found a ring from. Yeah, she found it in her mom's place in in Bolivia, and she hacked it. What? Yeah, she hacked the ring and was able to use it because the green the green lantern only works on on willpower, and she was able to hack it to work it for her. Okay. Yeah. So. Never thinking you could do that. Right. <laughs> I guess apparently she's supposed to be super smart to hack a. Green Lantern ring, but she figured it out. They don't explain how she figured it out, but she did. Just, she just did it. Yeah. So. I mean, fair enough. <laughs> and she, I find out she's also Bolivian, which is pretty interesting. I thought she was um. I thought she was black, cause she is. She does have dark skin, but. I mean, is 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 is. I mean, she she probably does have black skin, black um, and a genetic and her genetic code anyway. But yeah, it's just um, she's from Bolivia. I thought she was just a uh, African American, but apparently she's not. Yeah, so she's a dark skin Latina character. So that's pretty interesting. I do like that. And uh, they was fighting the villain in this in this book called the Dark Opal, and they was able to defeat him. And it's just I didn't like how they defeated him. It was it was kind of piss poor. <laughs> yeah. The action was like a one done thing, and it's just like yeah, that what is it? They just. They just, um, yeah, the Green Lantern, like, holds him with her, with her ring. Like, she puts a, tra- like, she puts, like, a, tra- a trap that circles around him. And everybody just punches him. Like, they gang- like they ganged up on him. And he was knocked out. And it just, it just felt cheap to me. <laughs> yeah. And, um, another thing is that they... They all decide to leave the gem world and become superheroes and work as a team. So, 
that was it. And it just, I don't know, the story felt very anticlimactic. I didn't like that. It just, the action was way too simple for a character to just go through. I didn't like the way the action ended so quickly. It was like a one and done villain, and it's just yeah, it was not entertaining for me. So I just did I did like Superboy's story to how he got here, and I did like the Teen Lantern story how she became a hero. So it was pretty interesting to um to get to know about some of the characters' backgrounds. So and and I did figure out that Connor can't. And the how they all end up getting their memories back from the pre fifty two universe. <clears throat> yeah. So it was it was pretty interesting how they got their memories in the pre fifty two universe. They said they just had appeared out of no out of nowhere and they just know each other. And I think I think they figuring they thinking that someone had erased their memories, so they want to figure out who erased their memories. And I I think I have. I think it is Doctor Manhattan from the Doomsday Clock because okay yeah because um it happened to the Titans too that their memories were erased and they 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 couldn't remember each other like Nightwing didn't know um Arsenal or Aqualad and Donna Troy they all didn't remember each other and then all of a sudden they started remembering each other. And it was like some villainy in the Twister was the one that made them forget who they were. And then, and this time there's they actually forgot each other's memories as well. So it's pretty interesting how their characters are getting memories from the pr- previous universe. And I think it's because of Dr. Manhattan is messing with the universe. Because they did really that in Doomsday Clock. So I'm not sure if it's connected. So yeah, that's pretty much it. I think that's all the yeah, that's basically all the books that I re- review. <laughs> so interesting. There's some good ones there. There's some average ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I read a few bad books, but I don't review them because I don't feel comfortable reviewing bad books. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> it gets me real toxic, and I don't like negativity. Keep it positive. That's what I say. Yeah. Alright, lovely. Um, well, I didn't get to do a whole lot of reading this week, but I did uh, watch a few movies as well, so... Oh. Might as well talk about those, but I'll start off with uh, the one book I actually did read was uh, Volume 1 of Aquaman, New 52. Oh. That's actually uh, pretty John's good. Run. Yeah, Jeff John's run was really good. That was yeah. great. It's quite good. Uh, this is like all about the trench. Um, yeah. And then the end of it is uh, he finds out that Atlantis was sunk and he's got to figure out who did that. Um, it's pretty good. I think they deal with the trench pretty quickly, though. Yeah. Like that sort of... They build it up for a good part of the book and then all of a sudden it's just... He, he solves it in the space of about half a page. So it's a little bit rushed, but I think it's pretty good so far. I'll keep reading it, for sure. Well, there's more stories about the trench later on, so you're not going to be okay. totally okay. 
out of. I the... take back everything I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It seem like it's a little bit dumb. Because I know there's also um there's also uh I know that DC is to make a spin-off movie of of the trench. They are, yeah. Well. Yeah. A movie or a show? No, they make a movie, a DC. Okay. Yeah, because they said that. I remember I just looked, I just googled it. They said DC is developing an Aquaman spinoff called The Trench. Yeah. Okay. That's. See, so, yeah. Interesting, I suppose. Yeah, so you're gonna find out more about it. <laughs> yeah. I I won't hold my breath for it. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of new mythologies that uh, Jeff Johns explored Aquaman and yeah. I always liked that. It was always pretty interesting. And I like the... I don't know if you met the other characters called The Others. It's like a team of uh, heroes. I who haven't are... met them yet. No. Oh. <laughs> well, when you eventually read that, those characters are pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, because like, Aquaman has like his own Justice League and it's just... Okay, that's cool. Pretty I think cool. that's in the next book, actually. Yeah, they have their own... They get their own spin-off. Like, they have to actually... Their own series. But only lasted 10 issues, and I did enjoy that one. But for some reason, it didn't gain enough sales because they weren't popular enough. It's just, like, yeah. disappointing. <laughs> but yeah, I actually like his run a lot. and It's good. It's off to a good start. There's yeah. a lot of meta... Sort of meta jokes in here. Yeah. Uh, pretty good. I like it. Yeah, they they some about him talking to fish, which yeah, they did talk about that. that. <laughs> I remember a lot of that. <laughs> um, I don't know if you saw the Aquaman movie, did yeah, you? Yeah. And you noticed that uh, they borrowed some stuff from the new Fifty Two Aquaman. They do. Yeah. See, yeah. A lot of this book is pretty much just the second act of that movie, actually. Yeah, I noticed that. But I'm not going to complain. It's a good book. Yeah, it is a good book. It's great. I enjoy that uh, one. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, oh, yeah, they've even got the same scene from the movie in here where he's like the kid at the aquarium. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while since I read that book. <laughs> it's a good book. It's a big feat. So I'll, I'll, I'll just give it a straight up 8.5. There you go. <laughs> I'm not very good with... You don't have to give a score. <laughs> you could just say you liked, you enjoyed I'm it. Gonna, I'm just going to give it a score anyway. Okay. Just for everyone to keep in mind, my score is arbitrary. <laughs> my actual opinion is just listen to what I said. There you go. Yeah, that's what I think. The opinion should be <laughs> what you said, not what number score it is. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it's good. Um, other than that, I didn't do a whole lot of reading. I continued that massive Superman book I've got. Oh, and how was that? Uh, I haven't finished it yet. It's it's interesting so far. Nothing oh. extremely great, but I, I think it's I'm I'm still going through like all the Silver Age Superman uh, stories they've got in there and. Uh, yeah, they are a bit dated, but it's it's sort of cool to see where Superman started and everything like that. Okay. So I'd say it's worth a read, or worth a flip through at least. It's just nothing to rave on about, I suppose. Yeah. 
Um, other than that, though, I did uh, I did go and see X Men Dark Phoenix. Oh God, I did not see that movie because I yeah. hate the X Men movies. How was it? You can say it. Pretty rough. It was pretty rough. <laughs> um, it was their second attempt at doing the Dark Phoenix. Yeah. And they did not pull it off this time either. Oh God. It's uh. How you mess up twice? Oh God. I don't know. It's it's pro- it's probably not quite as bad as some people are saying, but it's just very nothing. Oh God. No, it's just boring. It, it's. Yeah. When I saw the, tra- I don't know. When I saw the trailer of Dark Phoenix, and I saw what they basically did. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Just a remake of X Men: The Last Stand. If that's what you guys did, you know that messed up the first time. What makes you think it's gonna be great the second time around? Yeah, and it's because it's it's a good book. Yeah, I just don't understand why they can't do it right. They mess it up twice. And it's like they went with the same plan as they did with the first one. Yeah. Ugh, because uh, there's an... In the rush, you could tell, like, like they killed uh, Jennifer Lawrence off early because she just did not want to be there. <laughs> she dies very early on. Oh, God. I oh. thought she had a contract deal. The only, re- the only way she'll be in another X-Men movie is if, um, if Mag... The- what is it? Michael Fassbender and uh, the the actor who plays Professor X. Oh my God. Uh, uh, James McAvoy. Yeah, are there? Like she wouldn't do another X movie unless they're there. Okay. So they actually decided just to. Well, they are both there. There. Yeah. So I think just, that's why she agreed to it. I think. So I remember there was an article about that a long time ago. Okay. I suppose that's fair. Those dudes are pretty, pretty great. Yeah. Uh, just they're not given a lot to do in these movies. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just was kind of surprised. I'm not sure if that was in, in the movie. In the movie, I mean, when I saw the trailer, I noticed that there was no Shire connection to Phoenix, and it's just yeah. Once again, she was born with the powers, and it's just no. It's a freaking goddamn entity. Stop doing it this way. Yeah, it's 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 rough. It's not. <sighs> so they basically remade X Men Last Stand. Case in your mouth, giving it, giving it, uh, giving it the last X Men movie. It's a little bit disappointing to finish on. Uh, and they said that they didn't have a conclusion at the end. It was like a lead into another movie. Um. I'm not sure that was true. I just reading what people say about it. I don't think. I don't think there's. It's definitely not a conclusion. It doesn't feel like it's the end. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I don't think they necessarily tease enough. I don't remember anyway. Oh. I'm trying to forget a lot of that movie. It's just no good. <laughs> <laughs> there's like maybe three cool moments in the whole film, and the rest of it's just. It's just so boring. <laughs> and this is the reason why they changed the movie because they want it to be too similar to Captain Marvel or Infinity War. 
Yeah, I don't think it's any of that. I know, they could have just left it with the Shire thing. Oh, the Shire thing would be way too similar to Captain Marvel and Infinity War. So they took it out. Oh, like, that's nice. That's why your movie failed. <laughs> that's stupid. If, I don't think they would have been too similar. And, like, those movies did very well. You, and considering X-Men's ending anyway, wouldn't you think they'd just try and coast off that? <laughs> And is it because there was another, because uh, you know Infinity War, they had uh, Thanos fighting in the moon, and I mean on Titan, I was on Titan, and there was, he was fighting Spider-Man, Star-Lord, and Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the X-Men, I mean, the, um, the Fox were um, saying that they had a scene they have written a scene where the uh, the X-Men characters fight on a moon of Shi'ar, and it's a, that would be way too similar to that scene in Infinity War. So it took all that out. And I'm like, no, it would not. Back in. That's <laughs> what I wanted to see. I don't want to see some boring-ass thing on a fucking train. <laughs> oh, God, that's what it was. <laughs> it, the, the whole last fight is just on a fucking train. Yeah, because they, they was thinking of fighting in the moon of Shi'ar, and that would have been much better, you freaking idiots. No, they're copying Infinity War. No one no, likes no, moves. You know what everyone likes? Trains. <laughs> well, everybody likes that scene for a Spider-Man movie in the train. Where, where he saves the, the people from the train. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No good. Bad way to end the X-Men franchise. Oh, wow. But it probably should have ended with Logan, to be honest. That was, yeah. That would have been such a good ending. That was all. No, it is in the future, so I guess it is technically the that's ending. True. <laughs> that's true. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say that's the ending. <laughs> this was just... <sighs> the characters deserve better. Let's hope Marvel can do something. Yeah, I've always felt like they could, the, the X-Men characters deserve better, and Fox is always fucking them up. It's just, uh, the only movies I can like was Logan, Deadpool 1 and 2. Everything yeah. else I hate. Yeah, <laughs> and that's fair. First Class and, and Days of Future Past were decent, but that's it. I like, yeah, I like First Class. I think, uh... I actually don't half mind the Wolverine movie that's like in Japan. Uh, I don't know. I didn't like that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> and like Silver Samurai being a cyborg kind of thing. It's like yeah, that was a little bit weird. The first two acts of it were pretty. I liked though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Bit rough. Uh, yeah. And other than that though, I also saw. It's not a comic book, but I saw the new movie Brightburn. Oh, yeah. It's supposed to be like uh, evil Superman. <laughs> yeah, everybody keeps talking about that movie and have not seen it yet. Yeah, I uh, I went in with very low expectations. Really? Because it was said there was... Uh, I, just, the... I just... Go ahead. I just thought it wasn't going to be good. Oh. I mean, James Gunn was producing, so that was a good sign. But... Yeah. And his brother... Just... It was his brother and his cousin that's making the yeah. movie. Yeah, I was just like, there is a chance this is going to be awful. And so, and the premise was a little bit 
I wasn't always on board with. So I was in, in the back of my mind. I was like, I'll just prepare in case this is awful. All right. So. And uh, it's actually quite good. Okay, I'll check it out. <laughs> I like it a lot. It's uh, it's very dark. <laughs> I can tell. And it starts off pretty rocky. Um, but once it starts to pick up, it uh, it's it's entertaining. It's it's not a great movie, but it's very entertaining. It's a nice changeup, I think. Is it about like an evil Superman? It is. It is exactly evil Superman. Okay. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Evil I think... Superman, but he also got bullied a bit. So. That's pretty much it. <laughs> So you got Injustice Superman, or it's different? Or, uh, he's worse than that. He's worse than that. <laughs> oh, really? Because Injustice Superman is pretty dark, I mean. Oh, yeah. I know. Well, I worse because this dude, this dude is dark while he's still a kid. Oh, yeah, like, so that probably like is. a 12-year-old kid doing, some this, doing this shit. It's, it's pretty full on. Oh, wow. Yeah, actually, yeah, no, he, the ending confirms he's he's worse than the Injustice Superman. Okay, because you know Injustice Superman killed Billy Batson. Yeah, nah, that's nothing compared to Brightburn Superman. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, it's full on, but it, it's fun to watch. I'd say if if you just I don't know if you're just looking to have a, a good fun time, oh. watch off a little bit, enjoy a movie. It's it's perfect. Oh, I don't know if I should talk about this. Um, I played Spider-Man this morning because I actually okay. bought it. I finally got it. Because <laughs> I just because like the book has been so good and it just got me into just yeah. buying it. And I played. The game so far. I played ten like ten minutes. I'm not sure how long I played, but I know it was a short time because I okay. I still have my comic books to read and I wanted to read them and. I fought Kingpin, the first boss, and right. it was a pretty entertaining um, game so far. I did like the the fighting mechanics, and okay. what I found really great about the game is that you get to be a scientist, yeah. and the puzz the puzzles are doing um, figuring out the experiments. It's like pretty interesting. Like um, in the story, uh, he goes to meet up with Dr. Octopus and he noticed that um, the higher ops came in and they just went to go like check over and see if their experiments were going good like their tech experiments and uh, the tech experiments failed and okay. she was talking about she was talking about how how Peter Parker is worthless like why why thought, why hired him Dr. Octavius does nothing right and I mean, Octavio said that he sees something in him that you guys haven't, so hopefully you guys will see it eventually. So they walk off, and Peter Parker said that that, that the machines are supposed to work. There's no reason why it should fail. And he goes to look at the what went wrong, and you, you had to do puzzles to find out what what circuits were broken and you have to fix the circuits so you have to it was like a puzzle where you fix the circuit breakers and you have to make the direction all the, the circuits connect and 
it was pretty interesting to to um to play with that. I like that it was something different. Okay. Because the 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 actions were were um were pretty familiar. I mean, it's the same fighting system as Arkham, so that was the, that was that was the same. Which I love that fighting system, so I don't mind yeah. Spider Man having that. So yeah, <laughs> it's it's it makes sense for him to have it as well. Yeah. I mean, it's not exactly the same, but it's very similar to it, and I like that. Okay. So, it was fun. I to so I could play it. <laughs> and the only thing I did not like is the quick time events. <sighs> okay. Cause, You're not a fan. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm watching the cutscene, and then all of a sudden, you have to press the button, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I was not expecting a quick time. Can you just not do that to me? I thought I was going to watch the cutscene to enjoy it, not to start pressing buttons. <laughs> That's true. And, and graphics have got so good, you can't tell between cutscenes and quick time. Yeah, so he's like, you're unexpecting to be touching buttons. And yeah. <laughs> one time I failed and just had to do it all over. Ooh. And the game's a pretty challenging game. It's, like, pretty difficult. Yeah. And... <laughs> Uh, I died a couple of times because uh, I died fighting Kingpin. He was pretty hard. Yeah. He kept charging in and knocking me the hell out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I had to web him and then hit him. And okay. there'll be times where where he'll break the webs and starts charging at me. And I'm like, God damn it. And not that fast. And I, I did beat him eventually. But then they had like a second match. It's like, you have to do the same thing, but with, with guards around with guns. And it's just like, great. I eventually beat that, so. Nice. It's pretty cool. And what I like is also that Peter Parker works for the cops, too. Like, um, oh. they have Jerry Wantsabee. She pays him to do some work for, like, fighting the... The superpower villains, like, since the cops can't handle that, she'll send him to do the work for her. So, so you see Peter Parker having two jobs and trying to maintain a living, but he's struggling still. So it's pretty interesting. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, because he's just a lab assistant and as uh uh for Doctor Octopus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um. He doesn't get paid that much, so he has to have another job to help him keep him stable. So I like it. It's pretty fun. I just want to continue playing it. I'll see how uh, it goes. Yeah, I I really want to play it. It looks quite good. Yeah. Heard great things from everyone. So. Yeah, now you heard good things from me. <laughs> That's right. The most trusted opinion. <laughs> We've never never disagreed on anything. A whole two episodes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yes, I All guess right. that's pretty much we, it. We did it. Well, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I guess you guys could hope you guys enjoy the episode and look forward to the next one. So, we're signing off and have a good day, I guess. <laughs> have a fantastic day. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tune in next week. See y'all later. Yeah. See you later. <laughs>